Welcome to Slacker Studio, a podcast all about the things we do when we're slacking. Today, we're going to be talking about the news and excitement from the Anaheim Convention Centre at BlizzCon. I'm Jack. I'm Ed. And joining us today for this special episode is Thorn of Lagging Balls. Welcome. Hello. Um, Today's beer of the show is Guinness, a lovely Irish transatlantic thing. So, Thorn, you were able (laughs) Ah, to get this pretty easy, right? Oh like, yeah, it's a, this a is normal everywhere. thing. Okay, it's funny how certain ones are just everywhere. Like, what else? Did we, what did we, we had like London Pride with Ali, and then that was that was really interesting that sh- that we found that there. Fuck, I failed at pouring this already. Well, noob, this is no, the so the seventy one percent Irish. You yours already. Okay, wait. Do yours? <laughs> yeah, see, I, I forgot that we were supposed to wait. My my apologies. Is yours the Guinness dra- uh, Guinness Draft Stout, or is it the extra like, stout? When Ooh. you opened it, did it have the little um, aerator little thing pop inside? Nah, no, n- not on these ones. Um, th- but usually we do. Whenever I've had canned Guinness before, um, when I was uh, desperate, uh, <laughs> 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 no, um, it did, it does have the little aerator in it, and it yeah, is you like can you can see it kind of, you can see it cascade. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't oh. know. I can't shake my can. There's still beer in it. God. It's that so weird. It's so weird reviewing Guinness. Like I've been raised on this <laughs> thing. I swear, like they mixed it with my milk when I was a kid. <laughs> Uh, it is straight from the teat. Oh, <laughs> straight from. You know, it's just straight from the teat, right there. You know, <laughs> it doesn't come out of the noise barrels. It's straight, straight out of the can. Or be- even better on draft, but, you know, I won't hold it against you. I have one sip of that, and that's it. I go back to my roots in Cork and Kerry, and that jazz Ed, you're, you're so damn beautiful. I'm, you're like a brother to me. I'm sorry. This is you just topping up the alcohol from yesterday. Yeah, oh, God, like yeah. Immediately smashed. I know we just Anyways, made, but, but, mates, I think I love you. <laughs> I'm, oh. really, I'm not even going to attempt an Irish accent. I am the worst at accents. That's why it's so funny. Hit me with your best before we have a sip test. Give me something to say that sounds Irish. Say, hi, Jack, the horse has run off. How is that? That's happened. That's fucking happened, man. <laughs> How is that? That's happened. Oh, Jez, the spills run down the road. Ah, Christ, hang on. Keep it like, there. I have to, like, really, like, listen to stuff and then repeat it. Like, I can do, you know, the, like, just the, the dog, the... like the Churchill the dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I cannot do Irish. Uh, let me get down this Guinness, and then we'll see whether it gives yeah. me the Irish blood. Okay. Yeah, it might give you a anyway. little bit. I've not spiked it with Bef- mine. Before the, before we get into the Guinness, while ours is still settling, Thorne, do you want to tell everyone who doesn't know you, which is probably like no one, who you are and what you do and where you come from? That is very, very nice of you, but I, I am Thorne from the Lagging Balls podcast, and there are, I guarantee there are people who don't know that. It's very nice of you to, to say that, but um, uh, we're a podcast that uses, let's say, colorful language. Um, I <laughs> co-host it with uh, Thist. And um, who is the fairer and more popular of the two of us for good reason uh, on yeah. both. And <laughs> uh, and uh, our show is about Blizzard games um, and then just the random BS that we go through all the time. So um, I guess not terribly unlike this show, minus the beer. <laughs> yeah. And the, that's the beer is because this doesn't drink, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Whereas we drink a bit too much, hence... I'm actually weirdly looking forward to this. Like, is you can say hair of the dog, I guess, but yeah. it's more like hair of the hair of the horse at this point. Hair of the horse. There we go. There, there we go. Hey, fantastic. Hair of the horse. I just have to right. not think about it. 
Yes. Well, anyways, let's have a sip. And we usually do a rating out of five, Thorn. Um, so, you know, one's I hate it, two vaguely drinkable, three, yep, yeah, it's pretty good, it's normal, four is a firm favourite, and five is, oh my God, where's this been all my life? So, all you right. know, it's rare, but it happens. Anyways. Cheers. 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 All over the head. Oh. <laughs> oh it loves yeah, the head. That, that puts I hairs do. on your chest. I mean, it has to be said. That head loves the head. That's a bucket list. I've now I've shared a Guinness with somebody across the pond in my lifetime. Hey. That's wonderful. Woohoo! Oh, how did you find it? Um, Guinnessy. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I find uh, Guinness in particular to be a firm favorite. So I'm gonna give it a four. Um, I think it does uh, change from time to time, depending on I guess yeah. kind of what what run you get of it because again this is mass produced and you know sometimes you get a little bit better run than others um thankfully this is of the good stuff um i'm a big fan of uh darker beers um so uh because i'm i'm a i'm a, qu- a quality not a quantity type drinker so yeah. uh, but i don't have a, a sophisticated palate which is why guinness works for me um so you know <laughs> neither do we so that's perfect <laughs> so We've got a very different Guinness, though, I think, because you have the rattly thing and we don't. (coughs) Ours is like no cascading, very, very matured. Yeah, and like... Which is my fuck-up, to be fair. Yeah, you got the nice draft, you got the normal draft. We got this weird... What is that on the... Is that a tap with a duck on its head? It's usually a toucan, that's the Guinness symbol, but it's probably some sort of duck. It's an ostrich. An ostrich? He's swallowed an entire pint glass and it's stuck in his neck. (laughs) Good man. (laughs) That's perfect. Which I've seen on posters for Guinness before. We, we had different beers, even though they were the same, when we had Ali on. It said totally different things on the bottle. Now, yeah. there's only a tiny, tiny bit of writing that's anything on this can, but it says, if you're in a pub be- sometime between 1821 and 1970, chances are this is the Guinness you would have been drinking. Originally brewed as the XX version of our porter, it's hoppy, roasty, and crisp with a bittersweet finish. That's one X away from a good time. Hell yeah. <laughs> so... You'll say something probably quite different, I imagine. Yes. Mine says, Guinness, speci- uh, Guinness Special Edition Can, our legendary Guinness draft stout in a collectible can celebrating the famed Guinness campaigns of the 1930s and 50s. Hmm. Um, collectible can, that's pretty cool. Upon opening, the famous round plastic widget in every can unleashes nitrogen through the beer, creating the creamy head and iconic surge that's distinctively Guinness. And then directions on yeah. how to drink it correctly. Cool. <laughs> you need to know how to drink it correctly. On how to pour. Say, it. Yeah. Right. How to pour. <laughs> Joe, I had this. It's interesting. A lot of Irish beers have started propping up. Um, my local had started doing this thing, which was called Chieftain IPA. But instead of being India Pale Ale, it's called Irish Pale Ale. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's so damn strong. And they give it to you in like this massive picture. I put it on our Discord beer mm. channel, but. This thing was hench. And when they gave it to me, they're like, Jack, you're driving tonight. I was like, yeah, it's like, right, you can only have one. And I was like, ah, bullshit, no way, they can't. Yeah, <laughs> I felt tippy after one. I was like, oh, my God. Well, this went straight to my head. But again, we're, we're quite the same. Like, me and Ed are always arguing over different beers that we like and what we enjoy. We had this, like, grapefruit one. Um, no, that sour one the other week. Oh, yeah, the sour one the other week. That was fun. I, I think that, that was the most divisive thing yeah. between us. Like, he really liked the sourness of this. And I was kind of like, ah, yeah, yeah. I like rubies <laughs> and bits like that. That really appeals to me. So what's your favourite beer ever then, Thorne? My favourite beer ever. Wow, what a, what a, what a question. Um, mm. Not an easy one. 
I'm not sure I can even answer that, so this will be fun. Let's yeah, see. I think it might be Red Stripe, honestly. Okay, yeah. That's a good so choice. Jamaican beer. Um, I don't know. Is it available over there? Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah, get yeah. it over here quite often. It's quite popular. Um, is it a lager or is it more of a nail? It's a lager. I'm a bigger right? fan of lagers. Um, I like Blue Moon, St. Pauli Girl, Red Stripe, Molson. Nice. Um, as far I as common beers go, uh, Miller Lite is my favorite. What's Which one? Sorry. What's mine? Oh, God. Do you know, um, I had this one uh, near... I, I had it once near Easter, and I was giving it as a gift, and then I had to find it again. Oh, this <clears throat> You know the one. Because yep. I gave him a bottle of it, <laughs> it and it made terrible. him like... He was like, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever had. And it was <laughs> a um, it was a stout, and it was called... Oh, it's called Yellow Belly Sunday. And it was a 10% stout, which kind of wow. tasted like you're drinking peanut butter. And I gave him this maple syrup one, but it was like, insane. like when you pour this out, there's no head, it's dark, it's sticky, it's heavy. And it's one of those things like, you know, if you, if you do, I mean, I don't smoke cigarettes, but on my birthday or Christmas, I love like a nice cigar or something. And it's such a nice accomplish, a, accompaniment, but my God, do you feel it? Like you're bowled over with it because it's 10%, <laughs> it's 10 to 15%. But it's, just, it's I like it the most because it's a treat beer. It's definitely a treat beer for me. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like pouring treacle. Yeah. And then, like, you wobble the glass and it doesn't really move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool, yeah. So, you give Guinness a four. Um, <clears throat> I think <clears throat> because the Guinness we're drinking is a different one. I quite like it because it doesn't feel too strong. It's not too bitter. It doesn't have that stout kick, mm. but there is still a strength to which I kind of like. I'll give this happily a 3.5 to a 4 for the uh, the double X. I think it's a 3. I mean, I actually quite like it, but it's not fantastic. Like, I think from a tap, it's great. And I don't... Honestly, I very rarely drink Guinness, but when I have, it's been good because it's from a tap. So it's actually probably more like what you're drinking, Thorn, but like <coughs> we, ours is fine. I sincerely it's doubt fine. this is like coming from a tap. The tap, the tap stuff I've had in just a regular bar, uh, out of a tap in just a regular bar is, is so much superior to anything in a can or bottle. Um, and I hear Absolutely. that the Guinness in Ireland is vastly different and vastly better than It's every, very every, different. Every, um, I'd uh, bring back a few for me because it was like, oh, I, I had it a few days ago. It's like, oh, you, can, you can get them in. Not now, I don't know if they, it was a keg, but he just basically poured me this pint and it was creamier. When they say, like, creamy head, I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's just kind of a, a bit of fluff. But it tasted a lot more irony, and it tasted a lot more fresh. And I was like, holy crap. But it is maybe because of something happens to it when it comes across. You know, if it is brewed or in Ireland. Sitting, you know. yeah. I got to say, the best um, present anybody ever got me on a trip that they went on was a former roommate who went on a trip to Ireland and stole a, a Guinness pint glass out of, a, out of an Irish pub and brought it back for me. And it was still like nice. dirty and everything too, which was great. Like it was just not dirty, dirty. Like she had a beer out of it, you know, and she just like whisked <clears> it <throat> away and didn't, you know, forgot to pull it back out and try and like clean it up for the trip or whatever. But what a gift, huh? I had that glass for That's years. That's fantastic. That's pretty good going. So you're not drinking out of that today? No, today I'm drinking out of a Guns N' Roses glass. Um, Oh, because nice. that's what I had around the house. And because that old glass that I'm referring to um, eventually broke. Um, an ex of mine oh. broke it, and that's why we're no longer together. But no. <laughs> I love if that was the actual reason. No, <laughs> I have to smile. You another <laughs> step one: go to Ireland. Step two: get knocked the shit out of because I sound like Mary Poppins. Step three: get glass. <laughs> 
Step four, get flight and profit. <laughs> Step four is two, two turned. Anyway. Moving yeah. on. Moving on. How's, how's your week been, sir? It's been good. I've hardly seen you like that. No, all. I know. Um, I spent the weekend dog sitting with my girlfriend. So my girlfriend's mum has a couple of dogs. One is a schnoodle, who is about... <laughs> I don't know, I'm making hand gestures for, for Thorn, but nobody else can see it. So it's about why this are you, big. Why it's are you like, making those hand gestures near your crotch, though? Well, you know, it, it, he it's said this something big. like that, man, all right? <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk about the next thing that rises. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, a schnauzer... <laughs> and a poodle together is one of them. Okay. And then there's another one, which is a Malchi, Malchi, which is a Chihuahua, and I can never remember what the fuck Maltese. else is. Oh, Maltese. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Maltese. And he's a lot smaller. but So he's like the size of a Chihuahua, but fluffy. Crazy. And people assume that the Schnoodle is the puppy, even though he's like four. Because <laughs> he looks like a little cuddly puppy. He's so sweet. And yeah, he's fully grown at like <laughs> this, this hole. And that's it. So, but yeah, he's like tennis ball obsessed. So he's really easy to like entertain, but he doesn't stop either. Oh, so it's like no knacker out. You just no, keep no, no, throwing. no. Because you have to literally hide the tennis ball and put it out, either outside or <coughs> leave it outside when you come back from the walk. Otherwise, it doesn't stop. You should get like one of those little machines that go and then he has to feed it back in. Teach him That'd that. That'd be great. The trouble is because we've got, we're in a flat with no garden, right? We actually have to, I have to get up and take them out like first thing in the morning because we can't just let them out the back door into the garden. <laughs> yeah. But it would be great to have one of those like automated ball throwing thingies just to entertain him. It entertained me. I feel like the Very easily pleased. Broken. Hey, look, I, <laughs> I do repetitive content all the time. I feel like that's that's yeah. my ball feeder. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got it. It's like me and Jif making. You like being fed balls, do you? Oh. <laughs> Shit, I walked into that one. Yes. Anyway, other than that, I actually went mountain biking the weekend before. <laughs> nice. Actually doing something. Yeah, I know, right? Like actually doing some vague form of exercise. I mean, it doesn't really count. I kind of push up the hill and then I was rolling down. We we're riding downhill, so it's kind of good. But it was nice to get out. But we're going for like, there's a loop that's like 15 miles, I think it is, in a couple of weekends' time. So that'd be good considering wow. I've ridden once in the last four months. Yeah. So that's going to be nice. Clearly, um, it's on your it's mind, though. Like... Your shirt has mountains plus yeah, bicycle so equals happy. Bike. Yep, yep, <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's, that would be ideal. I went to um, Morzine in France mountain biking one summer. That was good fun. Wow. So it's like a, it's a ski resort in the winter, but in the summer it's a bike park. And that's that is a smart fun. usage of their mm -hmm. land. Do you do the like the <laughs> yeah. camera on your helmet thing from the first person point of view and like do? Yeah, the, sweet my favorite moves? one is the chest, the chest mounted one. My, oh fuck no, like, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I play it back. I'm like. Wow, that's slow. <laughs> <laughs> just so bad. Like it just is just ridiculous. And the, tr the trouble with the GoPro is it looks anything that's steep, it kind of levels it out a little bit, so you don't really have any kind of context as to like what the person's riding. Oh. So what I was riding felt really like steep and cool and everything else. And then I watched the footage back. I'm like, that's that that was it. Like, <laughs> it was terrible. Or or there's like mud on the lens, and you don't realize until like the end, and you can't see shit. And it's focused oh. on the mud right in front of itself. I, I kind of want to use um, <clears throat> a GoPro for when I do my airsoft stuff. But I know that as soon as I start filming, I'm just going to do shit. I'm just going to get like shot out by a 10-year-old. And it'll be like, ha, 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 delete. <laughs> the, the fun one is with, with rifles and stuff is if you put it on the barrel. Yeah, yeah. Pointing towards you. And then you get that weird cool like, first-person view of firing. It's good fun. 
Um, we should try that. Yeah, I've got I'll go for that. my GoPro doing nothing because I don't ride my bike. We'll so. have to get a protective case for it, like normal. You know, oh, yeah, the usual thing. Yeah, that'd be fine. That'd be good fun. You can see how shit I am. <laughs> <laughs> Anything game-wise? Uh, Jack and Daxter. Um, I kind of mentioned before that I was doing kind of a rerun of everything. I kind of dug out my PS2, got a little dongle thing working. Um, oh, oh, thought oh. I was typing. That's confusing. <laughs> no, sorry, um, I'm just and I'm, then, I'm Googling it because I'm not familiar with this game. I just wanted to see what it was. Oh, God, PS2, Jack and Daxter. It's like, um, it's, it's one of those uh, buddy cop sort of games. So Yeah, platformer and stuff, like old school stuff. Um, nice. The main character kind of looks like a belf, but with yeah. a cooler beard. And he's got like, this little kind of Weasley guy with him called Daxter. Yeah, it's like an hostel. <laughs> a Weasley guy? Hostel. <laughs> I guess I'm like, the, I'm like the Daxter to his Jack, even though I'm yeah. Jack. <laughs> kind of the Weasley guy with the hair. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I finished the first one and then started playing the second one on my PC. So I've got a PS2 game on my PC with a PS3 controller. Nice. But that is really That's always good fun. So, I, yeah. But that's pretty much it. I'm looking forward to playing the second one, but we'll see how it goes. That's, about... that's the one you started on. Yeah, yeah. So I started on the second one and then played forwards and then went back to the first one originally, like when I was 12. Mm. And then, maybe even younger, I don't know. And then I kind of have decided to play them in order. There's like four, well, there's five games and I've got four of them. Nice. The, the missing one is like made by someone other than Naughty Dog. So it, it doesn't really count. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what have you been up to, man? How's your week been? With well, I mean, we will be getting onto the BlizzCon, of course, but how's it been? Absolutely. I've been off now for three, <clears throat> four, five. This is the sixth day. That I've been off. Oh, nice. I've done next nice. to nothing. Um, I've yes. eaten next to everything. Um, <laughs> I've been pretty much wasted the entire time. It's like oh, college again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like... Uh, well, university like, for us. And it, when I was at university, I didn't um, go home for a lot of the breaks, like the holiday breaks. So during those times, it was pretty much just like... I had two jobs in college and it was basically like work as much as I needed to um, because obviously that's the biggest um, block of time to make money as a student. Um, yeah. But uh, but one of the two jobs didn't have didn't necessarily have more hours during that time. The other one, however, did because it was a catering um, like a right. It was a country club and I worked in the catering department. So we you know, served weddings and special events and things like that. And so obviously all the times that you're off are a holiday and there's usually something going on for the holidays. So um, it was a time for making money and just being like completely wasted. Yeah, I've been there. That's what I love and miss about University of Manchester was everything was like walkable. Uh, you could go out, get absolutely smashed and it just, you know, takes 10 minutes and there's a 24-hour McDonald's so everyone crams in there and you're out, love, I'm all right, me. No, don't take pickles out, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Thank you. Shot, shot, shot. <laughs> In McDonald's, McDonald's shots. Oh yeah, shot, 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 shot. But no, people will bring in things. That's that's the nutsness. Like you'll go around and there'll be somebody with like rum or what you assume is rum. They're like, hey, do you want a swig, mate? It's like, yeah, go for it. Why not? Oh yeah, vodka. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Six days. That's so. Uh, well, what have you been up to in the six days? Right? Lots of gaming with your drinking. I know. You, I know so you did. Um, you did your podcasting with um, Valtari recently. That was, awesome. that was so cool. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you guys heard it? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Nice. nice. It was nice, like a, yeah. it was like a lads' night. 
<laughs> it was interesting. Uh, we were we were just talking shop um, because we have kind of semi regular check ins because he's our tech and assistant TNA. Yeah. Uh, for the lagging balls shows. Um, and so we were talking about some stuff for the stream. We were talking about the plans for during BlizzCon. We were just kind of talking it all out ahead of uh, the BlizzCon festivities. And, you know, that's when I asked him, hey, would you be interested in being on the show? Because, you know, I, it'd be great to introduce you. I need a partner for this week. You know, Thist is at BlizzCon um, on site. So, you know, and he's like, yeah, sure. Well, you know, when do you want to do it? And we started talking about plans. But then we kept going on these tangents. And <laughs> we were like, and I kept stopping at him. And be like, wait, 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 just save it for the show. Save it for the show. And he's like, why don't we just record now? And I was like, you know what? Yeah. yeah. Screw it. I can yeah, sober up perfect. real quick. And let's... That's, that's the best way to do it. And it, it does break up. Like, I've been, I've been watching uh, Valtari's work quite closely. Me, me and Ed and Valtari all kind of do similar things. So mm. um, especially seeing how your stream has grown with all the artwork that he's been putting in and how it was changing it's kind amazing, of week to huh? week and, you know, got BlizzCon specials and all this awesome neon-y stuff. I was just like... Wow. And, you know, I was talking to him saying, how's it going? It's like, it's balls to the walls, but I'm enjoying it, man. <laughs> He's awesome. Yeah. All in caps. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. We're, we got really lucky with him. He's uh, really, really put a lot. Like, you, you know, I don't know if your, your listeners know this, but we, we did when we were looking for our, you know, TNA um, <laughs> intern type person uh, for this role. We did a we did a big. Uh, thing where we put out you know the parameters and we asked people to apply uh, almost as if it was yeah. like kind of a job application we got a ton mm. of response which was awesome and really flattering um but he's the one who put you know by far the most into his response and um part of the ask was to pick out memes or things that made you laugh recently and his just were so aligned with ours that yeah. you know um that that wasn't the the make or break like he was he was kind of well out in front of the pack um but that really kind of put it over the edge. Uh, and then, you know, ever since he's just been, you know, the thing like, like with the stream and everything, like, you know, he's just been way over the top with, uh, you know, we do not pay him <laughs> for what <laughs> he deserves <laughs> for this. But then, you know, when you enjoy doing something, you do go over the top. And I think that's what he loves about it is he likes giving back and putting <clears> in. And, you know, when you guys say you put your faith in him and it's a lot of, you know, it, it does put a lot on someone's shoulders. When you enjoy something that much, it doesn't really feel like you're doing that work. You're just like really just chucking as much as you can into it because it's also great. And when you see like when when I sometimes I mean, because of our time zones, it's really hard for us to be able to watch the stream, which sucks. But at the same point, whenever I watch the reruns, I'm always like, oh, here we go. You can see like the little comment section in the middle and you can see you guys pop up and do your thing. And it's it's just great seeing how that's kind of evolved over the last goodness knows how long. Like I haven't even tried streaming yet, but I love all the layouts. Layouts are wicked. Yeah, yeah he's crazy good at them. And, and there's a lot out there um, that you can use. You know, so if, 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 for anybody listening who's looking to start this or, or thinking about that sort of thing, um, you don't have to have a Voltari, a Techie Taco. Uh, in order to do that, there are existing <laughs> um, layouts uh, for the platform. Um, you don't have to go in empty. You can use existing templates and, and still look very polished. Um, so that's out there, you know. Um, yeah. It's, you know, the layouts are going to look like, the templates are going to look a little bit like a template, but only to somebody who's familiar with that stuff. Um, to everybody else, they probably wouldn't know the difference anyway. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's how it is. Um, 
So how's how's it been gaming as well? Have you guys been out doing any raids or anything like that? Uh, so no raiding this week uh, because the entire uh-huh. raid team is uh, uh, in our guild down. house in California until today. Actually, <laughs> they're all. Uh, let's see, it's one o'clock p.m. Pacific time right now on the west coast of the U.S. And so I think those guys are actually. I think right now is when they have to check out of the guild house. Nice. Oh. So is it the same place they went to last year? No. Um, so last, so it's uh, it's the last year that we can do Airbnb um, because the city oh, of Anaheim. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, political BS. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, uh, the the funny. Okay, tangent time. So the funny um, thing about <laughs> this is that like things like Uber and Lyft and those services, you guys probably have other ones mm. there that we don't necessarily have here. But those Not systems really. came into being um, to fill a void. Um, yeah. with established systems, right? The taxi cab system sucked. These guys were like, we can do it better and we can employ individuals. Boom. There's a, there's a whole new, you know, thing. Yeah. yeah. Contractor industry. from home service. Sure. Exactly. A whole new yeah. uh, side to the industry. Same with Airbnb, you know, hotels are way overpriced and whatever and got whatever their re- reasoning was. I don't actually know. Um, so, you know, people have spaces of their own. We can do that. And so Airbnb is born, but then a lot of local, governments and a local um uh local and regional groups have decided that oh no we want things back the way they were so screw you guys and we're gonna lobby against you and that's exactly what happened in anaheim with yeah. airbnb just just everyone's like middle fingers. exactly yeah sorry classic animated me always doing stuff and uh, ed <laughs> having to annotate them as per usual um but yeah no you're, you're right i mean that's it's that's, that's an amazing thing to do as well, actually, like meet up with all your guild mates and end up like trying to find the healer getting drunk and hugging them and yeah. then finding all the yeah. DPS that weren't doing their job and just going, Don't you, find you. <laughs> you little shit! Sambuka shot now! Yeah. Oh, but to answer and your And tell question. me the tactics. And every time you finish, and every time you fail a tactic, you fucking take a shot. <laughs> that's, that's Not the that I'm like salty or anything. 50 DKP minus is the take a shot. Yeah, that's yeah, a 50 yeah, yeah. DKP minus. That's a fucking 50 DKP minus. So yeah, Crushing. to answer your actual question, there's been no rating this week because they're all there, but um, <laughs> I've been playing games like crazy. I, I actually reopened Heroes of the Storm for the first time in ages this week and play, have played the, the nice. crap out of it. Um, I I love um, professional Heroes of the Storm. I don't follow it as closely as I'd like, um, but it is the the casting team that, that Blizzard has in charge of that game in particular is on par with the casting teams of the uh, Arena World Championship. It's on par with the the Overwatch casting groups. Like all three of those groups of casters just elevate the broadcast experience mm. so very much that it's so incredibly so enjoyable much. to watch. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to get my friend into um, watching Overwatch League because he's, he's playing Overwatch with me a lot recently, Morgan. Mm, he was a yeah. guest on our show a few weeks back and his girlfriend too. And I was like, oh, I didn't watch it with you at the time because... Um, yeah, because of circumstance, I was watching it with uh, somebody else at the time, so it was like conflicting times. Um, but yeah, it was it was great, kind of getting him into it and watching it. He was like, "Wow, these guys are so switched on." Who's that? I was like, "That's Monty." <laughs> or oh, who's the guy? I don't know if he's Australian. Oh, he's one of my favourites. Oh God, it's gonna piss what, me off. Caster yeah, what? Caster, Overwatch League Caster. I can't think of his name. Ask him bug the shit out of me. Don't use your Google too. I'm on it. Oh, damn. Damn it. <laughs> But he's so, it's when they get to a point, because of their knowledge of the game. Um, Monte Cristo. 
There's Doa, Soe, Puckett, Uber. Uber, much like the taxi. He is, yeah. he is Australian, yes. <laughs> um, Uber, yeah. Uber is fantastic in the moments where, like, you'll be watching. And I was like, oh, he knows that something's about to pop off. Like, Prophet's about, about to, like, chuck this fucking amazing uh, tracer bomb. And it's going to wipe out four people. And you know, because it's building up. I mean, I, I love I love NFL and watching sports and stuff. And to kind of see that transformed. I've not actually watched Heroes of the Storm professionally. But there is there is a certain amount of hype goes with it. You know, sometimes you'll watch one of the sports things and they get one of those <laughs> colour analysts. Yeah. All right, sorry. I just decided to sleepy this try and fine. eat some pork scraps. This is usually my job. I usually and piss him off by eating it. Crunchy as balls. Crunchy as balls. So I can't <laughs> what is it? What are you eating? Damn pork scratchings. And we got jerky as well, actually. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 yeah, pork. Well, I think you guys call them pork rinds. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> I happened to pick the fucking fattest one in the pack and was just like, I can't. Do it. Can't Come on, let's hear a good this. crunch. Come on. <laughs> you guys even did it at the same time. That was amazing. Oh my uh -huh. god! It's so salty. Don't tell me you guys don't practice this on the side. Oh man! No, Jesus! <laughs> you think we'd be this bad if we did? All right, we can't even talk. Like fucking yeah. Rah, 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 rah. So, so oh. I'll fit. That's okay. While your mouths are full, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I will finish answering your question. Um, part of the time has been on um, Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. Um, the uh, I picked it back up uh, last week because I'd been meaning to get back to it um, ever since the Brightwing rework. Um, there was a mm. period of time that I was a Brightwing main, so I was really excited to hear about the rework, oh, cool. and I had been meaning to get back in and try it. Um, so even before vacation started, I had popped in to just try it, try her out, and she's awesome. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I, you know, I, to be fair, I'd mostly been just been playing AI and just like getting caught up on like. Um, the daily quests and things like that, and that's good. I'm so far out of the the not only the meta, but even knowing like it's probably been nine months to a year, and they've dropped so many more heroes, which is awesome. Yeah, but it means I don't know shit about all these. Yeah. <laughs> like this. I'm, I'm in the same place as you because my friends, uh, a lot of my friends, all play mobas. Like they all play League of Legends, and I'm fucking terrible at League of Legends. Like they know me for kind of rage quitting because I'm being dicked on. I have no idea how items work. I love Heroes of the Storm because it's like a, I wouldn't say it's a watered down version, but it's so much easier and so much more user friendly to someone who's not a MOBA player. Um, yeah. And they got me to play this guy called Stukov, who's absolutely awesome. nuts. He's like this big like Russian dude with a fat arm. <laughs> and, and But he can like grab people. It's kind of like Blitzcrank, how that works. But I'm totally in the same sort of boat. It is just so much fun diving back into it, though, because it's like being in the Wild Wild West. Like, you don't know what's going on. And I'll be talking about Wild Wild West a little bit for, uh, soon with Red Dead uh -oh, Redemption. Oh, yeah. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm so I'm so on the same page. So how have you found coming back with like trying to get used to what's going on? You've been saying you've been playing AI matches, doing dailies. I mean, it's it's just AI, so it's hard to you know you don't get a full like even on Elite AI like the you get punished hard for being out of position, which is great because that just reorients you to good positioning. So that's always a good mm. thing. Um, but the, the AI will, will make every skill shot. The, the AI will land every ability. The AI <laughs> right. will yeah, combo yeah. you to oh, perfection. The, for example, <laughs> Junkrat is in this game, right? And yes. He has, yes, he is. <clears throat> he has a bomb that he can set um, and explode you. And every t not every time, but like more often than not, I get exploded directly into his trap. Now, come on. Like, that's... <laughs> okay. Come on. Yeah. 
It's such a yeah. It's it's like when you play against um, Zenyatta on AI Hard. You know AI Hard's just a storm. Like you do it to warm up um, because it's a face roll. But for some reason, the AI on Zenyatta's like auto headshot, and he'll kill you in a few. And you just get, like rage at your desk like you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened, guys? I died to a bot. Yeah. Yeah, we actually the the end of the night last night. I was playing with a friend, and we actually lost to the AI. Oh he was uh, he it played happens. random. That's it happens. I mean, we it were happens. on AI Elite, and to be fair, it was the kind of situation where the team itself, uh, my friend and I were in there grouped up. The other three in the team. Um, this is not indicative of the entire match because that's not necessary. This is going to sound over overly um, harsh, but at the very <laughs> end, they were pushing our core. My friend and I backed to go defend the core we're pinging it like crazy nobody's even responding because there was a shrine up or something like that they're just off to do the mm. the map thing and just not not paying attention to the the fact that the game is literally about to end because our core is under <laughs> attack so it was that kind of game and then <clears throat> he had also decided to play a random hero which put him in the hands of something he did not know at all and you know so it didn't it didn't work out well and then somebody <laughs> somebody did the equivalent of like I don't know, medium trash talk, which was like, not even, it was actually nice guy trash talk. They were just like, you know, uh, hey, you guys and you guys and you guys um, need to lower your difficulty because you, you don't know what you're doing yet. And it was like, <laughs> that's kind of mean, but at the same time, it's not really that bad in terms of like... Wholesome. Especially yeah. <laughs> since like you guys play League of Legends, like, oh my God, that's Jesus. nothing. Toxicity, yeah. I will not touch that shit. It is <laughs> I tried and uh, no way. <laughs> Some of the stuff I've heard is just like mind-bendingly horrible, but also kind of like, wow, you give me new fuel. I I can jump yeah. back into other toxic communities and be immune. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, if you can stand that, <laughs> if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> so other than that, it's been a, a ton of Overwatch. Um, I'm really refining um, some of my heroes, like Ana. Um, just really. Yes! Learning, learning how to defend myself in the back line Huge when I get you know, attacked by a flanker yeah, or something like that. Fan. The things that are that really take you from an okay player to a good player to a, a, a little bit better player, um, really refining a lot of that stuff and having a few days off to really kind of focus on those things I has been that. great. You know, it's been really awesome. I've been I've been doing that with Anna a lot lately, and sometimes they kind of because I, I like I because I used to play Demo Man in Team Fortress, I, I like initially just gravitated towards Junkrat, and I, it was so easy for me to just because I could just like tell how a grenade's gonna land and just be like absolutely expert. At it. And you know, I, I wouldn't say like I'm kind of you know, oh, oh, <laughs> but I know that I have more of a natural affinity with him. Put me on Soldier, and I'm shit. But for some reason, with Anna. I like her flexibility. I like that you can nano-grenade your friends to give them a massive burst heal, chuck it on an enemy, and they can't heal. Like, so, for um, Roadhog, you're just such an anti-Roadhog person. Chuck a nano-grenade whilst he's trying to um, eat. He's such a chunky man, you can just, like, sleep him just without looking. And yeah. then you just absolutely ruffle stomp, and it's chunky so man. good. And every now and then, my favourite comp, and you've got to try this, is with a Reinhardt. Because you can't fucking miss that gigantic metal ass, right? Yeah. Um, and well, when he goes in... very small. Oh yeah, fair enough. Tiny booty, big hammer. Very but, firm as well. Like, it's like, <laughs> but when he goes Hulk, you know, there's always that one bloody Reinhardt who decides to go like karma it's charge it, in, like, like in Left 4 Dead 2, and he'll either land someone or he won't. If he doesn't land someone, everyone's gonna be like, "Let's kill the big guy." You can nano grenade them all, ult him, and he just smashes people to death, oh, and it's yeah. so satisfying. Especially if like, 
The one I got today, which I was so happy about, was I managed to sleep a Genji midair when he was pulling out his Dragon Blade. Hell yeah. And there was that nice thing of collectively the team started like teabagging him and then someone <laughs> punched him and he got up and killed us all. <laughs> well, she was like... <laughs> Who's the fucking troll like, who punched him? <laughs> That's the thing, like, you know, overzealous teabagging and someone's like, ha ha, smack, oh shit. <laughs> He's not finished. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, oh, nice honestly, job. yeah, that's great. Um, Anna's such a hard one as well. I know that she's current meta. I know Mercy was given a buff recently, so it's interesting to see how that will be kind of interplayed again. But I think she's probably got the same or near same passive as Lucio again, so it's kind of like, I don't know where they're going to take that. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm a, I'm a supporting tank main um, between the two, so yeah. it basically ends up being whatever is needed. <laughs> Um, however, I want to I want to mention one specific um, tactic that somebody brought up in one of my comp matches, and in the depths of of gold to platinum, where I'm stuck, right right between the two, um, this was especially effective, at least on this one night in particular. So I want to share it with you guys in case it's of use to you. Please, perfect. This guy called it the shotgun. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> I don't know if he made it up. Okay, I, I have no idea. But here's the deal: you um, you have a Zarya, a Reinhardt and an Ana, and the rest of it can be whatever, but those three in particular make up the shotgun, and how it works is the Reinhardt charges in, he gets bubbled as he's charging, and you throw an Ana grenade where he's going to land, and the best combo of those things is that you can land the grenade as he finishes his charge, so he gets, you know, the, the healing buff, everybody around him gets gets kind of, like, discorded, if you will, um, mm. the 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 damage increase from the nade um, and he finishes it with with full health because he's been shielded on the way in oh god that's amazing so you can just uh, push the car for days yeah and if you combo that with something like an Anna um, alt where you can alt him up once he gets low on health then he's just (laughs) yeah it's over wrecked I'm gonna try that with Kate Morgan yeah that'd be fun because yeah. she, she likes doing that and my friend Morgan's the Reinhardt the one that charges in usually they have to <laughs> ult but I know that as soon as he charges in he's doing it on purpose he's not what I call an overeager charger but yeah. that's that's great I've never thought about that because yeah her, I've seen some Zayas actually smash us to our teams with that bubble because you just you know you try and sleep someone bubble comes up and like oh fuck I can't do anything yep. now I'm bollocks <laughs> yep. the shotgun the shotgun All this right, guy was really animated try. about it in comp two, he was like, all right, everybody, we're going to do the shotgun. Here we go. Ready? It's shotgun time, guys. We're doing the shotgun. And everybody's like, what the, f- what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> so he describes it. And then it, and then we did it. And of course, like, you know, we're just trying it. Like, it, this is random comp. I mean, with like, I think I was a single. Right. Um, I, this was last season. I was uh, single queuing. Bad idea. And, um, yeah. you know, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on Anna and I'm trying to, chuck it and 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 land it right as he's landing in it you know the grenade toss is oh. a little tricky it's not quite yeah it's not like it's a straight projectile so yeah you know you have to really throw that bitch high yeah he was really <laughs> impressed because I, I i landed it perfectly the very first time and then i think every other time that that first match <laughs> yeah of course yeah, yeah yeah i missed it like crazy but yeah that's it you have your moments and when you have your moments, as Anna, that's the thing. It just like it, it pops off, and it's so good. Hell yeah! So uh, other than that, I actually um, there's a there's a surprising amount of um, video game series I've never tried, and uh, Fallout is one of those. <coughs> oh, okay. 
So I actually uh, did some research, asked some people, uh, found out that Fallout 3 is probably the best place to start for a new player. If you can't be asked mm. to go back to Fallout 1, the original, which yeah. I don't think I would want to do. Um, so I picked up Fallout 3, but haven't actually played it yet. So <laughs> I have that. I'm, I'm ready to yeah. go. I'm, I'm, I had issues starting it up because it's an older game and you have to, you have to pull a yeah. jack move to, to kind of get it going. But, you know, it's, it's ready to go. And that's probably I might stream some of that this week even. Please do. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because I was a massive kind of Oblivion and Skyrim fanboy and always have been. And I've loved Beth- Bethesda games. They're some of my most played games. Um, but I found it weirdly hard trying to get into Fallout 3. And I don't know if it's just because even though it was a Bethesda game, it was kind of apocalypsy and it had its own thing. But when you get into it, there is some so- there's so much like dark moments in it and some great cool little stuff. And I like how everything's just got an extra layer of grime on it. And I like that. So I can't wait. Yeah, I think you're gonna have a great that. time playing that. I, I love the the post-apocalyptic stuff to begin with. Um, well, Bioshock was another. Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah, Bioshock was another one that I just started. Um, so I played mm. Bioshock Remastered on a series of streams over the past six months or so, um, and finally finished that. Um, so I think I might just do that: is revisiting all these old game series that I've never touched before and. Just play through them. Yeah, I really need to finish The Witcher, the third one, because like everybody's like, "Yeah, it's the best game ever." I'm like, never played it. Don't know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, neither have I. I. It took it took me a bit to get into, but it is just because like I'm used to kind of either the mechanics of like WoW or like Overwatch fast pace, and it's like neither of those. Slow. So it's like a hack and slash with the combination of like a handful of spells and stuff, and then. It, it just takes a lot of getting used to that style of gameplay again. And I've got probably, I think, like a third of the way through it. But because I got like the Game of the Year edition, which has got like the three expansions or whatever, it's a really big game. I so bet. it takes fucking ages. But it's good fun. It's good fun. When I was in Amsterdam, there's actually a pop-up store just for The Witcher 3 when it first came out. It was nuts. That's so awesome. Just like hungover, Amsterdam, kind of hungover. Mm. And uh, when we found this place, I was like, oh, my God, look at it. And uh, this guy was like, you know, you're, you're like the fifth person to come in here and say that exact same phrase. Like, what the fuck? There's a pop-up store, like an entire store just filled with, like, witcher jackets, leather jackets, wallets, the lot. It was nuts. And I was like, oh, so, you know, how long are you guys here for? Like, oh, a week. And then Assassin's Creed comes in and we're going to sell all of that as well. So it's like nuts. Mm-hmm. I love how that happens. I'd love to That's see more so of those cool. little pop-up stores. So cool. That is so cool. There used to be a Blizzard store, damn it. Yes. Yeah, that'd be nice. Well, the NYXL Overwatch team had a pop-up store um, around the oh, finals. Really? And they're going to yeah. have it again later this month, actually. That's so cool. Uh, they they had such a great rapport. Um, they, Spitfire recently came over to uh, London, and I was nice. gutted because I've been so busy, I'd not actually been able to go to any of the events, and it's really fucked me off, to be honest, that I haven't been able to. But weddings and all the other things that come with it, but to see them kind of like do all the things like I was like, oh, gesture, I've got to see him have fish and chips. I've got to see him do something British and go to have a cheeky Nando's and do all those random like go see football. And they What's loved it. And Nando's? it was, so, <laughs> so Nando's is a it's not really fast food, but it's kind of like it's like a, a, a grill, a grill eat out sort of place. It's fast food, grill chicken. eat out, chicken, uh, corn on the cob. But it's so easy. It's so quick and it's pretty cheap. So you can go there. You can get like butterfly chicken 
uh, two sides and a drink, and it's like 14, 13, 14 quid. Okay. Um, but it's one of those things that sometimes they used to go out late, or it'd be like a thing to do before you go out for a drink. So a lot of people, instead of going to like somewhere like McDonald's or Pizza Hut, it's like, oh, fuck it, mate, let's go for a cheeky Nando's, innit? And that became like <laughs> a meme in and of itself, like a British meme. You go for a cheeky Nando's before you have like a lad's night out and sort of bants for Danes. Uh, but that's it, yeah. And it's basically like a spicy chicken yeah. place. It's, it's, do you know what? It's like a pretty reasonable fast food because yeah. it's just chicken. Like it's not, <laughs> and it's not like deep fried. It's like grilled. So it's like, if you want, like, fast food but isn't fucking terrible, yeah. then... Chicken Anders. A Chicken Anders, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love British slang, too. It just well, absolutely tickles me. Well, here you go. So you got Chicken Anders, and after you've had your Chicken Anders, you meet your mate Gav at Spoons, get fucking wrecked on that, because it's all you know. <laughs> Two for Tuesday camera member, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> That's it, like... Honestly, sometimes I do find that like we're in a different plane of existence yep, the way we'd for speak. Sure. Especially so, up north. Yeah, especially <laughs> up north. So Spoons is Weatherspoons, which is like a cheap... Um, I don't know how they regulated their alcohol, but all their ales is like two quid for a pint, which is nothing uh, nice. for British standards. And it's they always have lots of beer on. They do okay food. It's not that, it's not as great as a Cheeky Nando's, no, but... Fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's it. So if you kind of want to... You want to have that sort of inner speak. It's kind of like, you know, um, Australians and they have tinnies and a bogan yeah. and their own sort of vernacular, <laughs> which sometimes I have no fucking idea of either. Oh, I love it. You're right, mate. It's going on. <laughs> so funny. You get drunk with an Australian. It's the funniest experience. Like, I'll only say this word once because it is crass, but I once went out drunk with this uh, girl from Darwin who I was working with at the time and she was pissed. Like, she's the most polite person ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moment she had a drop of drink in her, like, oh, mate, fucking, you know, triple X, 88, <laughs> straight up. Don't even care. Oh, mate, where's the esky? I'm like, oh, I think the fridge is upstairs. Cheers, cunt. I was like, did you just call me that? It's like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, you call your mates cunts and you call cunts mate. Aye. Right? <laughs> is that not a thing? I'm like, no, you'll exactly get punched. You'll get beaten like... up, Laura. Oh. So all my dad's family live in so Australia. So funny, though. And... Half of them, so like my dad's sister and then her husband moved out there ages ago with their kids when they were like two years old or whatever else. And but the husband, he's from fucking he's, he's a scouser basically, so it's like proper northwest England Australian accent, and it's fucking nice. weird. <laughs> a scouse Australian. <laughs> yes. Like, How'd you even do that? His whole family's right, out there too. Fucking don't mess with me. I'm from Canada, like. But crossed with Australian, <laughs> right? I, I'm not even going to attempt that. Yeah. So then, so then, when you get his family all together and they're drunk, it's fucking oh impossible God. to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Is it worse than the Scottish though? Ah, no. Oh. All right, right. So it depends on where you are. So it's not bad, but as soon as they get drunk, no. Like, Actually, I think aren't Northern Irish worse than Scottish though? To try and understand, they can. Yes. It depends because when they get when they get drunker, they tend to. <laughs> it's like, yes. it, the inflection yeah. goes up. So, you know, if it's from Dublin, everything people. tends to go to the front. When they speak, everything's like right at the... I can't even do a, a good Dublin accent, but everything's right at the front of the mouth. So when they get drunk and you slur your words, that's doubly worse for them because they speak at the front. <laughs> Um, and it's the same with Scottish because when they speak, like say a Glaswegian, a lot of it's from the back of the thro throat, so you know, and you know there's a lot of glottal stops 
but when they get drunk, it's like, you know, the slack jawed jet fucking, you know, I was down, I was, I was out with my lass. Oh, have I grown? Oh, I, I, Moira, I'm on the protein. Can't you tell? <laughs> fucking bitch. He's amazing. <laughs> amazing accent. He's, he's fucking yeah. great like, accent, seriously. That's like. because we had like a lodger who stayed with us um, for years and he was this 60-year-old ex-military Scotsman from Aberdeen. Right. But whenever he got drunk, he immediately would talk about Thatcher, um, Margaret Thatcher as an old PM. <laughs> and he'd always say the same thing. Fucking, hey, you, see me, pal? She fucking ruined my tune. <laughs> and I was like, you've had way too much fucking brandy. Go to bed. Oh, I know. Do you know what? I like you. You all right? And then I end up going Mancunian again. Because whenever they get drunk, they like to say, yeah, yeah I, I like you. You're Southern, but you're all right, mate. Yeah, you're Southern Fairy. <laughs> yeah, Southern Fairy. But you guys must have that As in America, right? You've got like Southern monkeys, Fairy, right? Dirty Northerner. There must be something in America similar. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're yeah. just all bitter fucks anyway, so it kind of works. There's like, um, it's less general than that. There's, well, I, there are some general things, right? So there's like the dirty south, right? And then there's like the, the interstate play, right? So like people from Illinois and the Chicagoland area make fun of everybody from Indiana. People in Wisconsin, um, you know, make fun of, they call it, they have a name for people from... Um, Illinois and from Chicago, fibs, fucking Illinois bastards. Right? So there's all this <laughs> I like, that. yeah, I mean, there's little regional. So the, the fun, the fun thing is my parents were military army. So we moved around all over the place. I've lived in nearly every region of the U S so there's all of this. Um, there's all this dialect. There's all this interplay, um, between States and like little, like mini rivalries. They're not really rivalries. You know what I mean? They're like kind of playful like this, like, like the North and South, no, yeah. Northern and Southern yeah, yeah. you're talking about. It doesn't really mean anything, but it's fun and it's something that everybody kind of has in common and everybody uses it, even though it doesn't really necessarily mean anything. I see all the time whenever it's American football matches, like Philadelphia fans or New England fans, and you say, oh, you know, you go to New England, um, you go to the black hole, you'll be stabbed. It's like, why? <laughs> I've not done anything some, wrong. It's like, you're not from Oakland. Some of that is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some fans in some stadiums, I'm not even going to mention which, some have reputations for being fairly worse which i think is also the case with football right oh God. oh yeah As yeah I've, I've seen that firsthand like it's quite nuts uh, my uncle was a big uh, millwall fan and they're i don't i've forgotten what their firm is called as they call it but they're basically a bunch of youths that like to beat up fans of other clubs um it, when they come to town so like the chelsea uh chelsea is one of the most famous ones like manchester united they're the chelsea headhunters so they've all got their own little weird firms around london so after a match oh it's so stupid there was um it wasn't millwall's was crystal palace actually it was our rival for charlton athletic who's a football team i support not very well known but after the match um you're supposed to go down different streets and they're supposed to be policed no they funneled everyone down one fucking street and it just kicked off and it does you know, one's like you fucking bally's cunt chuck and then that's it and then it all absolute pandemonium breaks out <laughs> so you kind of see it you do see it um i've seen it a little bit with american football but i mean because i support the buccaneers if you go to tampa you just everyone's just crying so you know nothing's bad's <laughs> gonna happen at how bad our team is or very very this old the fucking panthers so. last weekend no, but yeah, I get what you mean. There's weirdly enough, even though you know there is that an ocean of divide, there are similarities, uh, right? Ocean of divide, get it? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so lots of Overwatch, Heroes of the Storm, um, drink. 
Like, good times, really. A, a nice, a, a ripe amount of drink. Yes. All Speaking right, of, so we've been here like an hour or so. Yeah, sorry. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Beer. Shit. Let me drink up. Yeah, I've been talking done. too much. That's, so what yeah, happens like now? That's a mark of talking too much. Well done, what's sir. The, what's the uh, what's the protocol here? Do we refill? Do we All move right. to a different beer? Well, we if you have a refill, beer? refill. Actually, yeah. Good point. Like I, mine's gone, and I actually have to drive. I'm the only one that has to drive, so you guys no. go for it. Like, yeah, I know it's gone. If you're not having that, oh, you've it's gone. gone. I already finished Shit. it. Man. Yeah, go for it, man. Jesus. Go refill. Um, I mean, I'm going to kind of, because we have been here for an hour, I'll brief over basically what I've been doing games-wise. But it's all been kind of like fun things. I did my um, Overwatch 4v4s, all single placement. Nice. Um, it hurt my face to stare at the screen for any longer. I managed to get gold, miraculously. Um, but nice. it was great. It was, it, was, it was great fun. I love that they're making different game modes competitive every now and then, so they're rotating yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at one point, your favorite Ooh, game mode... Oh, look Ooh. at that four, man. That's so totally different to how ours went. Jeez, that's like... It looks like uh, a latte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go on. Nice. Uh, that's, that's not no, But visual. I can see it even cascading from here, so that's pretty good. At least we can see the cascading of it, which means that that little ball oxidizer actually works. Balls. <laughs> Balls. Um, <laughs> Bars. But yeah, 4v4s. Um, I got exalted with Honor Bound today. I did the Mag Hard quest line. Nice. And that was cool. Nice. Um, it's really cool. You like, you. I won't spoil it, but you go back in time. Oh. <laughs> well, that's different. You go to the Caverns of Time, and it's really head fucky, but it's actually really good fun. I love the Caverns of Time catch all for anything having to do with time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's that dragon who's like, fuck's sake, am I dead yet? Because all, all the bronze dragonfly apparently know when they're going to die. <laughs> At least my friend told me this whilst I was playing. I was like, so he knows that I'm just going to come by. I'm like, hey, I'm ready to fuck your shit up again, but you're not going to die. You're just going to be very bored. <laughs> Are you oh, talking about so the, cool. the, the, the one you kill or the taxi dragon that like lives at the mouth taxi of the dragon. cave and just has to... <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That's the thing, like, though. Really? Like, sometimes, For all eternity, sometimes I'm just I'll have flying the quest. these assholes downstairs? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you've got fucking mount now. What are you doing? It's like, I'll just cancel the quest and really take the quest so you can haul my ass back down there. Thank you, <laughs> GG. <laughs> you, could do, you could do your own custom emotes with um, slash E, so you just like... Pats his neck generously. <laughs> Dragon gets invigorated. Um, but yeah, um, Warcraft, bit of Overwatch. Um, I've been kind of recovering from a hangover, but um, I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2, actually, uh, which came out How recently. It? It's so much fun. Um, it's quite tough, but the attention to detail is absolutely nuts. Like, you can have your character in one place. Wherever you go in the world, random events will happen all the time. But it seems topical for what's going on. However, it can also create utter disaster. So it's one of those games that goes from, like, you're having a nice swell time out in the, out in the you know, uh, the west, and you've got your hat and your guns, and you feel like a cowboy, and then suddenly shit goes south. So literally goes south. So I shot this <laughs> legendary bear... And I got this pelt and I felt like a badass. I was like, I've killed this bear. I've got his pelt. I'm going to make it into a fur hat. Sukabliat. <laughs> Russian's fur hat. It's going to be great fun. <laughs> On my way to the trapper, there was this lady that was under a horse. And she's like, help me, mister. So I did. Um, and I, I felt really good about it. Because I was like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe this might lead to something else. A little nah. bit of hoop nanny or something good. <laughs> but no. She's like, oh, can I get on the back of your horse? And I was like, uh... No, there's a legendary pelt occupying it. So, you know, see you later. Have fun. Uh, have good luck going back to town. I'm really sorry, but I really want this fur hat. As she walks off, a deer comes across and knocks her ass out. 
right? And so I'm like, yeah. what What the hell? And that's a random event. So this stag comes across and just takes this woman out. And then this little thing on the top right says, wanted, like being searched. So the, an in-game bug must have meant that like, by, you know, God's fury of me not taking this lady back to town, she gets hit by a deer and wanted <laughs> by, the, by the federal law. So I was like, well, fuck this. Let's just go anyway. I get to the trapper. I've got no money. And I forgot that you need money to craft items. So I'm there with this legendary pelt. Um, I've got nothing going for me when I get back to town. No, come on in. Thank you for rescuing me um, with my mouth. Nothing like that because she's now dead and I'm now wanted for apparent murder. Um, and then so I was kind of like defeated. Thought I'd just donate this hide to the camp, uh, to all my followers. And then I got shot by an outlaw. So I was riding back. Horse oh. buckled over a rock and I got shot. So you resurrect. Um, girl's gone. Not interested. She's dead. Um, no pelt. The pelt's gone. And what few dollars I had were lost by resurrecting my ass. So really, it does. it's such an up and down game, but it's Sounds so like much fun. Sounds like a great fun. game. I should definitely play it. Oh, it's great fun. And the dialogue, <laughs> What's it on? it's one of those games as well. And you'll like this from a uh, technical standpoint. When you shoot someone through the head, a cinematic will work the moment you do something. There's no loading screen. There's no like fade to black. It just works as soon as something happens. So when you get close to people and you're wearing all your nice gear and... Arthur kind of like peers over an edge with his binoculars. You see it go from binocular shot to the other side and the camera in game works with the cinematic. That's it's cool. beautiful. Such beautiful work. I, I saw when I got here, he was playing and it was like he just decided to shoot up a town <laughs> and it was fucking nuts. As you do. You get this like, like McCree-esque dead eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, but in the Wild West. But yeah, that's it. Um, I've been really enjoying that. Trying to get over my hangover and now I'm drinking Guinness. That's about it, really. But it's been pleasant. It's been nice. It's been awesome. getting back into Anna, although I might need to try out Sombra, but I'm really nervous. I really wish I could be good at her. I, I definitely have not spent like yeah. any time on her at all. And I, I wish that I would. I think she's one of the cooler looking characters in the entire game. Yeah, yeah entertaining. Her style, like the the graphic design that goes with her like her logo and things like that it's all so cool yeah oh my god oh i made something actually um for london spitfire versus florida mayhem and it was this thing where i said florida mayhem wins and then her logo comes up and it does that little jazzy glitch and it goes london spitfire wins as like a, a nice. fuck you um <laughs> over the thing because you know represent That's i've awesome. got two and it's okay. a bit fun and i like getting people riled but when i was looking i was like this is such a simplistic logo of a skull, but it's so good. It's so good. It's so cool to see in game as a as a uh, a little spray as well. And I've started seeing it on bags. People have like little patches on bags, even if they don't know the game or they don't know Sombra. You'll see them on people's bags now. It's like, I guess, like Oakland Raiders. Loads of people like wearing Raiders gear, and they don't they don't even support the team or know NFL. That's awesome. It's like its brand of its own. <laughs> yeah, some sometimes shit just looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, oh, you know what? This kind of moves us on to some BlizzCon stuff that's pretty cool. So let's let's actually do what we set out to do at the beginning of the show and cover BlizzCon shit. <laughs> so it, for us, right, I've put all the like the stuff in black on the show notes for us to cover. If we get time, we'll go to our blue ones, but we'll try the other ones. Let's go to Overwatch then, right? Whole fuckload of new merch, right? New Funko Pops, Lego, and Hasbro act action figures. Like... Cool awesome. as fuck. I haven't seen what any of it looks like. Have you, Thorn? 
I have I have not I think I saw the new Funkos. I've been I've been looking at a lot of Twitter. Uh, so I guess that's the other thing that I've been up to is just like following a ton of this stuff on Twitter, watching a lot of the virtual ticket. Mm. At one point I had like my two monitors going. I had the the Heroes finals on one screen and the Overwatch finals on the other. And they kept nice. doing this really great thing where they would alternate times where one match was on versus the other. And I was like, why, thank you. That's so nice of you to have the people <laughs> talking on this side and then the, the match going. So um, I saw people post some of the Funkos, which look awesome. Um, a bunch of our raid team got the Legos, but I haven't seen them yet. Oh, um, and then weren't nice. the, were the were some of the Nerf guns out, too? I think they might have just been <gasps> oh, in really? demo. Reaper's Nerf gun! Oh, that's so I don't, cool. I don't know that they were for sale yet, but I think they were at BlizzCon for people to like right. mess with because I saw some photos of that and they look cool as hell. I'm buying all of those. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, you have to yeah, buy yeah. two, right? The of thing course. is you have to buy like 50 so you could use them, drop, the and then get one. two more. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking dumb. You need like, I think you need four, right? You need four to do it properly. Yeah. So you got the two, empty those, drop them, and then you can pull the second. <laughs> Right. I think At it's least. good as well because it gives cosplayers not only something which, you know, kind of gives them a heads up that they could just spray paint it and do what they like, but also they could bring that to Comic-Con and shoot people with Nerf guns. That's hilarious. Yeah, Hell it's fantastic. Yeah. I saw they did um, a Bastion Lego. That's that's the only kind of Overwatch oh, Lego thing yeah. I did see. The Jeff Kaplan fucking advert things with yeah. Lego. That was hilarious. <laughs> I forgot so about those. Yeah, I know. It's great. Is that the stop motion one? No, it's not even stop motion. It's just like Jeff playing with Lego, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we should look, we should try and link those in the show notes or something. But they're they're a lot of fun. I really hope Bastion's Lego thing, uh, you can morph it into his ultimate form, where he does like the I big think tank. You can. I think it does work that way. That's cool. I need I that in morphs, my life. Morphs back and forth. That's so cool because I've got like one of the, what like the Blizzard small but deadly Funko thingies, I think, <laughs> the little ones that stand up on their own. i got a bastion of that. Love those. And obviously it's just static. That would be cool as fuck if we went into his ultimate yeah. as well. I love the it's art like, on so those cool. um, yeah. Cupid Deadly um, statuettes, I guess you call them. Uh, yeah, hmm. I don't know. Figures. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They're hand done, aren't they, some of them? Some of the big, uh, big ones? I don't know. Because you, didn't you get something for Morgan? Yeah, for Morgan I got him the, um, the Roadhog Funko Pop. And it's really funny because the neck is actually really thin and you can see it. <laughs> but it is cool. Like, he's got his little canister, which he chucks in his face to give him health. And he's got his gun. and He's got his awesome. uh, chain as well. And it's just a really nice little thing. It looks really nice on his desk. And the head's all kind of, you know, the whole entire Funko Pop style where it's all kind of like quite cartoony. But yeah, it nails everything. It nails I, everything about the character. I think my favorite Funko Pops are actually the ones that don't look like that, that don't have the squarish mm, yeah. head. I think that was that was actually the thing I didn't like about them at first, which is why I didn't start collecting them to begin with. But I do like I have a couple here. Oh yeah, Pickle Rick, <laughs> nice, nice. Pickle Rick from Rick and Morty, and then I've got, got an Overwatch Cupid Deadly uh, Lucio. Oh, Lucio. Oh, sick. Yeah, 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 nice. Mm. Speed boost. But you can see they were on clearance, so I was like, oh uh, yeah, I'll take. Oh 20. yeah, yeah. That's kind of why I got the Bastion one as well. Did you, uh, have you got Fist to bring you back Lucio's cereal? Um, I don't know. Was that on sale at BlizzCon? Yeah, I, I saw a few people with these, like, boxes of cereal that said Lucio's I on it. I think you had to win them. Like... Oh, I don't, okay. I don't think they were on sale. I don't think they were available. I think you had to, like, win them to get your hands on some. Oh, wow. So ridiculous. Short term early. That's kind of fun, though, right? So what else? So with Overwatch, we've got, like, only a couple of notes, really, because, like, there wasn't a whole lot of crazy new stuff I didn't see like there was the new hero Ash 
which I read as Ashy to start off with because I'm a dumbass and I saw the actual author train it. But anyway, that was a really, really good short. Like it, And also, when we say short, it was like eight minutes long or something. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it was kind of long. What I love is how all the shorts have the main map included. Like, so, you know, you look at the diner and you see all the carts and I always wondered what was going on there. Um, so to kind of see that being used in a short and knowing the story behind it now, it's just such a cool little additive. Mm-hmm. And they've done that with with so many different ones so far, which makes me think, what about maps that we haven't seen a cinematic on? If there are any, what are they going to do with those? I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's like love it. future gazing. Yeah. Why is the train broken on, on Route 66 right at the beginning there? Like, why is that busted and hanging there? Why is it in pieces? And now you've got a cinematic to show you exactly what happened and why it's all there. Yeah, because I never really thought about it. And then I was like, yeah, why is it like that? Oh, wait. And then that, that Omnic, yeah. And then the Omnic chick comes out and you're like, who's this? What's this got to do? What? what, what? Yeah, new oh, law? Yeah, that's it, right. So we got Ash as the new hero, but then who the fuck is the, the winged Omnic girl thingy? <laughs> she's pretty slender. I don't know how much of dead Ash she's got. It's <laughs> mm. all put down there. But she does have no. Bob. <laughs> She does have Bob, which apparently, um, reading our notes, that's her ultimate. It's called Bob. So I'm guessing that the Omnic is going to be something to do with her ultimate. I can't wait to see yes. how that works. Yes. So he flies in kind of over her head and he runs forward and he smashes the first enemy that he hits up into the air. And if there's a group of enemies, he'll mm-hmm. smash them all up into the air. And then he gets on the other Shit. side of them and he starts just shooting them one at a time until they're dead. With these arm mounted so cool. cannons. It's really cool. And he's also it sounds overpowered as fuck. It really does. I don't think he lasts very long, but Giggity. um he himself <laughs> Nice. Um I think you can nano boost him, you can bubble him, like fuck. you can power him up and stuff like that. So and, and also he can contest a point. So if you shoot him onto that he point... He can contest the point! Yes, it counts as your team being on that point or on the payload or whatever. So it's kind of... Oh, nuts. my God! This is like having a seventh team member then, isn't it? Like, Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, for, for a couple seconds, which is why it's, I guess... So cool. I mean, we're going to have to see how that plays out, right? Like, each one of these things... Yeah. That's one of the things that's so intriguing about game design, right? Is whenever you add a new hero, you add a whole new element to the game. It can make or break the game. Yeah. Right? So it's, you got to be yeah. very careful about what it adds to the game, what counters it, those sorts of things. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it turns out and how it gets nerfed. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right, for sure. Do you remember when Brigitte was first brought in, he had like three-second shield? Oh, my God. That's chaos. And Mickey in in the Overwatch League, Dallas Fuel, absolutely smashing it as Brigitte. And and you were right in saying about it earlier, when you were playing Heroes of the Storm, it's all about placement. Watching him do the same thing on Brigitte and choosing his moments were just insane. I'd love to see how they work in and how the professional Overwatch League players take on this new thing and how they use it. And I think it's going to be a massive shock to the rest of the um, rest of the team. Like the Torb rework, there's so much new stuff yeah. that's come in pre-BlizzCon that will change how the meta goes forward. Yeah. I love it. It's also great to see how how just the massive difference between the way pros play and the way that we play. Like, for example, the Blizzard World map, um, attacking the first point, or let's say defending the first point, all of the Overwatch team pro pro teams tend to group up above the first point instead of at the choke where all of us noobs do, right? Yeah. Yeah. All of us noobs are on the high ground by the choke next to the statue. Yeah. Um, so you can cover the side door and the main choke. These guys, they're like, look, they're going to get in one way or the other. Let's defend right here, which is the part that's worth defending. 
and you know they're confident in their skills that they can repel attacks to that point in particular and that's where they do it it's just they're playing a whole different game you know yeah, yeah. absolutely because like, and that makes sense because like generally there's because there's there's the underground way in or there's obviously up the steps and through the archway right and then you have to spread yourself too thin to defend all of that really like that's why everybody eventually gets through that one so that makes so much right. sense doesn't it just to like pull back and then fuck shit up when it comes through the door. You've got full strength. You've got high ground. Um, you can drop down as needed. You know, like it's, you know, they're only going to come from one side or the other. They can only approach from those two sides of the of the backdrop there. It's, it makes a lot of sense, but yeah. try to get a quick play team to do something like yeah. that. Right. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. It's, you're, you're so right. It's nuts how what always shocks me was that I'd like to think I'm quite knowledgeable about Overwatch, but when the pundits start disassembling plays, it always leaves me speechless. Like, so when I was watching the finals match, um, it was when Spitfire started coming back, you know, oh, classic Spitfire. But um, there was this one play on King's Row where I think the gladiators oh. went around the back and they were all thinking, what the, the fuck's going play. on? Let's... Yeah, the play, yeah. the IQ 200,000 play, which even <laughs> when I was watching, I was like, oh, shit, this is us. This is us done. We're not going to come back from this. No fucking way. And they brought them around and you just saw, I think it was sure for casually flicking between characters and then settling on Widow. I was like, no, no. And you could see what was happening. But the genius of it was completely lost on me for a while because they were just running as one solid group. Even if you're oh, watching. Oh, it's just incredible. And really like focused in on just their team, you still probably wouldn't have necessarily noticed that Sure 4 wasn't there. No. Yeah. He was back in spawn, waiting to get the other team flushed out and just fish in a barrel. Plink, plink, plink. Yeah. <laughs> and it's things like watching them uh, when they were, dis- where they were describing how, um, unfortunately, how Shanghai Dragons were not doing the right thing. So, like, they did this thing where it was, um, uh, what's, the, what's the Chinese map? Um, uh, what, Busan? No, no, no. That's, um, that's Korea. Korea. Um, oh, gosh. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best- Hanapura. No, that's Japan. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it's the one where you've got like this point to the middle, there's yeah, gulches yeah, yeah. either side, and there's two bridges. Um, it's a control point. Oh, Lijiang Tower. That's it, Lijiang yeah, yeah, Tower, yeah. thank yeah. you. And they were saying how Gesture at one point was like jumping over as Winston and just breaking them apart. And he said that, that two-second moment where he just runs in and starts zapping them, he's going to do nothing. He's not going to kill anyone. He's not going to even take off anyone's armour. But because he broke them up slightly, it disassociated the support. And that's when, right. of course, like the likes of Birdring comes in, starts getting headshots, or Pine goes in. And if Pine's uncontested, he's just going to wreck face. You cannot stop that man. Like on McCree, he's so good, he uses Deadeye to reload. You know, it's just absolutely pandemonium. And you watch how he plays. He, he, got, um, he got a 3 to 4K on us. Um, one map where he just poked out as Widowmaker and just kept on getting these flick shots. That's because everyone was so pushed around the corner. And again, you're right. It's just how they explain it. It's just otherworldly. They play in such a different way. Yeah, and the and the commentators and analysts can catch those things in real time. Whereas I'd have to watch tape. I'd have to watch it in slow mo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the slow mo is the only way I see any of this happen. I did. I had. Um, it's the well, same I used for to work. I used to, Yeah. Yeah, those guys again are absolutely. Um, just uh, Jillian Dreadnought and like the whole crew, um, like Trixler and um, um, there's another one I'm forgetting. Uh, Kaldor. Oh my God! There, yeah. Trixler and Kaldor were were doing the. Um, if you watch anything at all 
from the Heroes um, esports that, that happened at BlizzCon, watch mm. the match between Tempest and Miracle. It was okay. amazing. It was a really <laughs> well-played match, um, a really well-played series, I should say. And the commentating was just off the charts. It made it so much better of a viewing experience. I'm sorry, I jumped I jumped games on you here. But no, I, no, 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 no. It's no. good. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, the the common the commentary because it, the thing about watching Heroes of the Storm esports is there's there are ten people on the screen at once in a team fight yeah and it is so hard to follow what the fuck is going on with <laughs> ten people ten ultimates abilities like crazy these guys commentate like like classic t-sports commentators play by play in real time such that you are following it better because of what they're adding to the audio portion of the broadcast totally and beyond agree. that their interplay between the two is spectacular they are they are professional to the the highest extent and that extends far beyond those those are the two who do that series but jilly is that good um i'm sorry gilly is that good um dreadnought is that good they're, the whole crew uh, Jay how like they all just absolutely destroy the commentary on that stuff. And, and it's really important for something like heroes because in overwatch is a pretty fast paced game, but oh, for yeah. something like a MOBA, there's a lot of downtime. There's a lot yeah. of like laning. There's like, there's just, and, and so they're giving you the analysis that's, that helps you think in an entirely different way about the game and adds a whole new level of enjoyment to it. Easy example it also, from, yeah. from real life. I, I had a team for Heroes for a short ter- amount of time. It was yeah, called yeah, Seems Legit. Shout out to my Seems Legit boys. There's like four <laughs> of them in the world that will not hear this. Um, but they're awesome. And um, the uh, the one I hang out with the most still uh, is my friend Archives, and he was our shot caller. We had a legitimate shot caller. And two things about that. Heroes of the Storm, a game like a, Mo- a MOBA, playing with five, there's five people on a team, playing with four other people, there's a lot going on on any given map. There are the timings for the things that are happening on the map. There are the objectives you have to get get down um, on the maps. There are there are constant decision making is happening, both between the engagements of a team fight, the timing of things on the map, which lanes are clear and which ones are not, which ones are getting pushed, the abilities that are that have or have not been used by the enemy team. There's so much to cover, and what you have available as, as your own team. So there's so there's so very much. This guy archives has the mind that can that can gather all of that up, analyze it in real time and communicate it to the rest of the team and be making decisions in real time such that he's reacting to that in a beneficial way. Right. And telling the whole team what to do at the same time. It's spectacular. It's a level of thinking about this game that I will never, ever approach at all. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Anywhere close. And to play with it means you're playing a whole different game like this is this is not like there any version of 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 heroes of the storm you've ever played or that that anybody you know has ever played is not the same as when you play it as a full five stack who practices together who operates as a team who has a full-fledged shot caller who knows exactly what's happening on every map and is directing all of everybody at the same time including engagements in fact at one point we had two shot callers one who did the overall map and everything that was happening, and one who directed engagements in particular, so team fights. So that guy took over as soon as we engaged the other team, and it was insane how effective that was. <laughs> well, he's then got to know all your abilities and everything else. Yep. He's got to know everybody who's... That's insane. And the enemies, and know when they're going to yeah. chuck a certain ability. And I guess that that's like when we all try and play um, 
uh, Overwatch together. I've been trying to get my friends to understand what certain abilities are. So it's like, she's going to throw that at this point because they've been revving up their ult. This is what we need to do in this situation. And sometimes it works and sometimes it falls and it's us. Sure. But yeah, it's gauging that. But at, what you're saying is at that level as well, when there's so much going on, being able to kind of take that and process it is such an important feat in its own sense. Not even just really playing is. the game. It's just assessing it. It's like its own mad game of chess. I love that. So while we're on Heroes of the Storm then, so you, Thorn, will get a new hero when she's out Orphea, heir of Ravencourt. She's a little That's girl. That's cinematic as well. She, she is a yep. little girl that kicks some ass by the looks of it. Which I think I accidentally interrupted when I was at East Croydon, so apologies for that. <laughs> oh, yeah? You yeah, do you remember I was, I was on my way back and I was like annoying you and Valtari oh. when I was on my journey back. <laughs> so I was like bricking it. I was like fucking missing BlizzCon and here I am on the train. Everyone's like, a lot of people just kind of like, can you just leave me alone? I just want to go home. I just want to get on my plane. And I'm like, <laughs> not at all, not at all. It's just that like, obviously when a cinematic plays, everybody goes silent, right? So that wasn't the yeah. most interesting chat for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, that, but at least I know because every now and then I'd hear Valtari go, wow. <laughs> And then I was like, "Which one's that?" She goes, "Oh, she's she's got she's got uh, she's got uh, white hair and she's really pretty, and she's got a shotgun. No, she's got a repeater." And that's like all the thing. I was like, "Who? Fucking tell me who!" <laughs> <laughs> and it's someone new. That's yeah. the thing. She's, she doesn't so exist exciting. anywhere else in Blizzard lore. That's what's really cool. That cinematic was really interesting. Actually, you saw like the bad guy, and you saw her, and she's got like these powers. It does weirdly enough remind me of Zukov, but it's almost like these shadow powers of the teeth. Mm. It's going to be cool to yeah. see how that plays into things. The and animation right, of her abilities in the game looks like they're amping up the animation even further. Like, the animation in Heroes so of the Storm is already really good. Really good. Yeah. But then her abilities were just, like, even higher. Yeah, absolutely for yeah. And the fact that they can optimize it to work so well as well in these games to have such... Well, it's their keyframing ability and how they, they master everything to it. Like, you know, when you, we see something in WoW, oftentimes nowadays we see a lot of new models which look fantastic but are actually worked on from base models that are about 10 years old. And to yeah. see the art level that they can make with this armor, which is the same 3D base, is absolutely incredible. But when you bring in Heroes of the Storm, which is much newer, can run off a much uh, more fluid engine, and seeing everything work together, it actually makes it a much more fun game to play because you can actually see a lot more on the screen. Um, but also at the same time, I guess it's just, it's so pretty. Yeah, it really like, is. Yeah, oh, I love it. All right, I'm going to Sorry. set myself a challenge to actually play some more Heroes because I played it when it first came out and then I just never went back to it because all the shit. I, I know immediately. I'm going to get him as Varian and I'm going to do that whole two-blade comp and Ooh. I'll go as Uther and I've got the woodcutter Uther, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's great. And I'll heal your ass and we'll be fine. Like Lumberjack Uther. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> it's so good. And he's, his axe combo. has got like light runes on it. Nice. So wicked. Oh, I love it. I just got but into yeah. Varian this week, too. I'd never played him, like, at all. And Twin Blades Varian is crazy fun. Holy Christ. It's, it's nuts. You can play him, like, really tanky, or you can play him tanky, but, you know, chips away at people, which is really good fun. Or you could just play all that DPS, and it's madness. If you get a charge off, it's just beautiful. Plus, you get all the extra armor abilities. Parry is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you could dive someone, chip away, and run away and go, <laughs> The concerning thing is, I have literally fucking no idea what any of you guys are talking about i, I literally <laughs> have spent i i can't even remember who i played as for like is it was it medieval or was it who's the mage 
Jane, no, Jaina. Yeah, I must have been playing as Jaina for like, and that was it. And I understood that, and I tried someone else, and I was like, I don't know what. I'm oh, doing. you have to take the you have to take the uh, mana giving thing originally, unless they've changed her, or else you just run out of mana so quick. So you're just like fucking throw all the blizzards, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so fun. If you get her right, you could be such a shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it was only against the AI, and we still kind of lost a few times. So it, was it happens. Fine. It's fine. Yeah, shit happens. It happens for the best of us, doesn't it, Thor? We'll do that then. We we haven't played like sure any games recently together. No, no, so we maybe haven't. that's no, something no, that we'll both like, introduce because I'm still shit at it. And I've been playing like Jack and Daxter, which is like totally offline. <laughs> so let's do yeah. it. We can do it versus AI and fuck up all we want. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Be fine. Be fine. Be fine. Speaking of Jaina, then, shall we hit some of the fucking loads of Warcraft news? <laughs> like there is so so much. Um but I guess start at the beginning of 8.1 coming December the 11th. Or the 12th or the 13th, depending on which time zone you're in. For us, it's the 12th. <laughs> yep. You guys get it on the 11th. And then I think it's like Asia gets it on the 13th or something. <laughs> fucking Different patch cheek. days, man. That's what I like about Overwatch. Everything is on the same day in Overwatch, no matter where you are. Like, it's always on the Tuesday, isn't it, or something like that. And yeah, you log in and, it, yeah, you might be like 10,000th in queue, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man cues oh, the new cinematics were gorgeous yeah some pretty pretty looking stuff in there um, so we got like they told us about 8.1 8.2 but also 8.1.5 <laughs> yeah which is like January-ish I think that's meant to be coming I mean I think. they said it'd be after 8.1 so they didn't really give a time frame they just said that it depends on when I think what they said was that as soon as 8.1 hits, that 8.1.5 will go on the PTR. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So a few months, three or four months, so yeah. probably. Like, because we're on almost just just over a month until 8.1 then. And then. Yeah. So, like, can I just ask? Brings, like, yeah. how do you guys how do you guys feel about the state of the game right now and what you heard from 8.1 and that? So. There's, I don't mean to put I'm, you on the I'm spot. I'm going to be honest. Just, what? I don't mean to put you on the spot. I just, I'm curious. No, 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 not at all. It's more like it's been very love-hate. Um, sure. Like when I went in, I've, I'm in that weird sort of precarious place where because of work, I, you know, I wake up 6.30 in the morning, I get back 7.30, 8 at night every day, and that's like a good run. Everyone's raiding by that point, unless I can find like a late-night raiding guild, which I'd like to do soon, actually. I've done a bit of raiding. Um, I managed to do normal. Um, I didn't actually end up killing Gahoon, which is a bit annoying, but I'll get there. But to see how the game is, I know that a lot of people are frustrated with the Azerite system, um, and they were saying, oh, Blizzard aren't listening to us, and I did PTR, and I saw that there was a lot that was still in there, which I was kind of amazed that it was still in. Um, but I guess to, to detract away, I'm glad that now when we see things like, I think you can buy... Uh, you can buy some of the Mystic Armor, can't you now? They're trying to make uh, vendors kind of a thing so it's easy to gear up. Yeah, no? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think um, so. I still feel like, especially when they're trying to push up certain classes again, so I know that they've given Shadow Priest because I've been talking to Ali about it because I was a Shadow Priest main since um, Wrath. And to see how they're actually now approaching it. Who did they bring in again recently onto the WoW team? Who just came back? Oh, the P is it the PvP dude? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Holinka. Holinka, oh, thank it. you. Yeah, yeah. Swolinka. Swolinka. It's, it's going to be so good. Um, I think that it's one of those like bear with it 
sort of deals. I think that they're they're listening to the community. They're trying to make a lot of changes, which, I mean, to begin with, there weren't loads of people saying it's more like beta for Azeroth than battle for Azeroth. Yeah. And it's kind of hard because, you know, we're, we're all massive Blizzard fanboys. Whatever they crank out, we know there's been so much time and effort put into it. And the game's beautiful. Um, there's just, I think, I think once they've patched up with 8.1 and they know that 8.2 is going to bring more things, more allied races and more things for your professions, it's more about just fleshing it out more than it originally was. I think they're going to get their... Um, Eventually, I think it's a bit of a shame that it wasn't in a more complete form to begin with. But then that's also because maybe we've all been just so wowed with how well Legion went and mm -hmm. the replayability with Legion. And they tend to say that every second expansion tends to be a bit of a drop off. I think it's bullshit. But, you know, at the same point, yeah, I, I, I guess I, my head's in a spin. I really want to see how 8.1 affects the community. Um, loads of people have been waffling on about Classic, which we'll be getting to soon. But yeah. Started off a bit queasy, but I feel like they're fixing it in a right way and people will come back. Ed? How about yourself? Uh, honestly, I feel a little bit overwhelmed by the amount of shit going on in the game. Like, there is so much stuff to do that I just... And I have pretty limited playtime, if I'm honest. Like if, and I've recently played even less. But that's because there's about 101 things I need, need or want to do that I don't know where to go. So I... I then end up not playing. Like, so I just, yeah. I, I, lo I love what I've played. Like, I've really enjoyed the story mode. Um, story mode, like just. It's one of my favorite questing. questings I've ever done. Um, I and loved it. I think Tiragard Sound was just fantastic. I, I thought, I know you guys have pretty much only played the Horde side, but hey. Um, That's right. So, well, Jack plays Horde, it's fine. I, I play the Alliance, I gotta do it, it's fine. <laughs> um, and I know right, I'm not the only one of the shed. Does. You're out of the show. Yeah, that's it. I'm gone. I'm Get leaving. Fuck I'm going out. Now. Bye. <laughs> I'll leave you guys like to it and just have have some fun for the red team. This is a shed of love. This is a shed of sharing. <laughs> it's fine. You haven't seen the big horde symbol on Jack's PC over here. <laughs> nice. It's, like taunting me over here. It's fucking shit. Yeah, that's why you need you sit on that side. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, do you know what? I've, I honestly have really enjoyed it. I, I do. I, I've briefly experienced. Like, I've done a handful of island expeditions. I've done quite a few dungeons. Um, I've never. I haven't actually done a warfront. I've done all the stuff like in Arathi, but I haven't done the the event. Basically, it's fun. Yeah. And do you know why? I haven't even figured out how or when I'm supposed to even do that. <laughs> yeah. And there's I mean, there's another Warfront coming, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with that because I haven't done the other one. So, like, what does it Sound even mean? Sound like, uh, like your guild's not, not keeping you informed, buddy. Maybe you should come on over to Blood of the Scribe on Boulder Fist US, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. oh, I wondered whether we'd get that in somewhere. <laughs> you know, I think if, if I could play easily on the US side, I would because yeah. there's a lot more people over there. Um, we know more weirdly yeah, enough sure yeah we know more american players than we do uh european players yeah, weirdly absolutely like it's the same so there's the ctr guys there's the everybody from like world of warcast there's there's blood of the scribe for you guys and we even had tavern cast on manor off when yeah right still around. Yeah, people, oh God, yeah. so much yeah, yeah yeah so yeah i i just need to put some more time in and kind of figure out what i actually want yeah, I guess, I guess to sum mine up, I'm just being a jaded arsehole. I think 8.1 is going to kind of like sort things out. Um, how about yourself? How do you feel? I feel that's a that's a great way of saying mm. it because it is the signposting. You mm. need to kind of. And that's and that's really like that's the reason I asked is like it's it's interesting that you guys have different experiences on it. It makes sense that you have different experiences on totally. it. I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle of the two of you. 
Um, I didn't really f run into too many of the issues that I think led to the whole beta for Azeroth thing. I just didn't, I didn't mm. run into it. So I, that stuff I only ever heard about. I didn't experience it myself. So that's nice. It, and also being a, 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 an over the top fanboy, you know, I, I take offense to that kind of shit because I'm yeah. like, yeah. fuck you beta for Azeroth. Kiss my ass. Yeah. They put a lot of work into this. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, and that's just because I get defensive about, about my <laughs> beloved devs because I love them. Absolutely. And, uh, we got to love them devs. Yeah, which I don't, by the way, I don't feel like it's mutually exclusive. I think you can be critical of the game and also yeah, still yeah, yeah. be, you know. Absolutely, respectfully correct. Fan. Yeah. Exactly, right. But it's the over-the-top stuff that everybody universally agrees with. It's it's uh, a handful of, like, uh, you know, bleeding-edge dickholes that just think that, yeah. you know, making threats or whatever is, whatever. We all agree that that's <sighs> stupid, whatever. For it's sure, yeah, the, time yeah. of day. the point is, um, I feel like, the, that the the community often like as as out uh, as outspoken as we all are, we have a very short memory. Um, yes, and it's a very yeah, selective absolutely. memory, right? Yeah. So there's there's a balance that they're trying to find the middle ground for, right? And I feel really bad for somebody like Ian having having to try and um, explain yeah. this. Oh yeah, because on the one hand, it's like we want more content and we want it sooner. And then on the other hand, it's like, oh, well, let's call it beta for Azeroth because everything wasn't completely and utterly 100% polished, yep. which is what we have been, if we're being honest, absolutely spoiled with in the past. And the price of being spoiled to that extent is waiting. That's exactly waiting. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's ex I was in the exact, because Legion gave us so much and it was so expertly crafted. I'm not saying that this one isn't, but there was a... I guess there was that different approach to it, which people may weren't ready for or weren't thinking it was going to go the same way. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Yeah. So, you know, there's there are balances and um, it's the yeah. same kind of thinking where it leads leaves somebody to say something like, oh, well, why were you working on the uh, the selfie camera when you could have been doing something better with Garrison? Oh, yeah. Like, God, guys. I can fuck right off. Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> honestly, it's so not a one dumb. or the other all the time. You guys like, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> so anyway, I um. I think what they probably, in hindsight, which is very easy to talk, a, a very easy perspective to talk from, right? I think the easiest thing to say is that they could have done a better job of communicating that there are multiple waves of content coming. I think the yes, biggest problem yes. with expectations and rea versus reality of Battle for Azeroth is people found some bugs, they heard about some bugs or whatever, and then they're like, oh, beta for Azeroth, that's the one hand. Bandwagon. There you go. And then the other the other part was, okay, so we've got these islands things. We've got these warfronts things. We've got dungeons. We've got raids. Wh that's it? No. The answer is no, that's not it. Just exactly. wait, you fuckers. Exactly. So I think they that that's the only misstep they made was not being clear that there is a stepping process to. Yeah. And I'm, I feel like they probably said it at some point. We just didn't get it. Right. Yeah. And so everybody's just like, oh, this is a new expansion. It doesn't feel like I know there's new areas, there's new questing, there's new levels. Um, the power differentiator was, I think, probably the biggest thing that people had a problem with was that I'm leveling up, but I don't feel more powerful. Yeah, and I absolutely agree with that. And that's a part that I have zero insight to. I have no idea how you combat that. How do, how do you help everybody keep feeling better and better about being more and more powerful forever? And then they'll complain it's too easy. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you have to make the enemies more and more powerful as well, right? So that you're kind of earning it and feeling it until I, you I personally kind of liked it. Um, I liked feeling like there was always a challenge all the way up to 120, um, especially as like a rogue. I hadn't mained a rogue for 
well, I have never mained my rogue. He's always been like my second character, but diving into something new and having to constantly be thinking about how I'm playing instead of just, you know, just, ah, oh, just mind flay, mind flay, mind flay, shadow word paint. Ah, oh, it's all right there, fuck it. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. It's a great story. Where I was like, shit, shit, I'm out of poison. <laughs> and you know you're going to die to this, like, level five squirrel because he's scaled up to your level and he's going to eat your head off. I kind of like that personally. But I, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. You can't please any, you can't please everyone. The only time I didn't like that was because uh, I'm with you on that. The only time I didn't like it was when I was just trying to run through an area. Fuck oh god, sake, yeah, you get, get dazed by every fucking mob. <laughs> you see, that is why triggers I play me so much. Main because in protection I don't get any of that shit, and I could never figure out what the problem was. And I was like, nice. oh wait, I'm in protection. I, I don't get that anymore. That's the thing. Sometimes they also th they uh, the the one the one thing I did not like is just one Azerite trait, which was you get this really cool thing where every now and then it will throw a dagger at your opponent. But if you're in stealth, it takes you out of stealth. Oh. So you'll be running away from this massive mob which has been kicking your ass. You stabbed him once, realized like shit, I've got a bail, and you're running away. And you're like, <laughs> and then you see this little dagger fly out his back, and just it's like someone just takes the cloak off. No. And I was like, uh, <laughs> It's like you've been pantsed <laughs> in the middle of town. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> pantsed in the middle of town, and I'm assassination, not subtlety, so I can't even sprint across the water. So I'm like sprinting in the water, but actually going like one mile an hour, and I just get clobbered to death. But yeah, you can't please everyone. So ever, whenever I see like a, one of Ian's streams, I do sometimes feel like he's talking to a brick wall because there are people that will take that on because he's so informative and he knows what he's talking about. But there'll still be that 5% who are like, I don't care. I don't care. I just want to be here just and to rant have the and shout. Mods. Yeah. All right. Pick one topic from anywhere on that list in Warcraft and tell me about it. Okay. Underwater boss. Yep. I wondered whether you'd pick this one up because you're the raider. Oh, shit. How does that work? I just got to say, nobody likes a water level. All right. I don't know, man. I quite like the shit. Everyone's going to have a warlock in their group just for underwater breathing. Yeah, Unless I, everyone I race changed to undead. I have a feeling that there's going to be a mechanic to handle that part. I got a, I got Maybe. a feeling that 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 underwater breathing is not going to be an issue. They're just like in Vashir, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you reckon this has got something to do with Enzoth as well? And I love the old god stuff, so I can't wait to see this. Yeah, Maybe I just feel like to to uh, I feel like it's to a certain extent it's a little chintzy. Uh, to a certain extent, it's a little bit like. Hey, if we have to think outside the box, where's the one place we could go? Underwater. Uh, I think it's a little, yeah. I wouldn't say obvious, but I think it's a little easy. However, I'm not saying that any of those things are bad. All right. No. I'm okay <laughs> with it being chintzy. I'm okay with it being a little bit easy because here's the thing. Think about how like in something like PVE content and in rating in particular, a criticism of that kind of system is, well, you're playing repeatable content. The boss is going to do the same shit every time. Like, how fun is that? Or whatever. Obviously, things that we don't necessarily agree with. But um, when it comes to something like this, it, you're adding a third dimension to the movement and the positioning and things like that. That is a whole different game and a yeah. whole different approach to these things that we never, ever get. Except in those rare instances where there's some sort of flying mechanic in a, yeah, in a yeah. during a boss, whatever. Um, which we've seen in some dungeons. I'm not sure if we've seen that in raids. Do you know what? They have done it in one dungeon, and it's thinking outside the box in terms of something which made me piss myself laughing when it first happened is there's that pirate one and you get to this ring it's like and your first combatant 
is a greased up pig. <laughs> oh, and yeah, I was drunk, yeah. right? And yeah. I was playing this with my friend <laughs> and I was cackling my ass off and I died because, not to the pig, that would have been an interesting mechanic. Yeah. I died because I was laughing so much and they just one shot me. And But I was like, we actually have to catch this fucking greased yeah, up pig. And in the mythic, that was what made me laugh so much. I was like, 10 plus, if you don't, it's like, right, I'm gonna, you're going to get kicked. I was like, why? It's like you took five seconds to catch the pig. That's five seconds we won't get back. Twat. We started doing like bets and that inner plate. So I said, look, if Rasmus, if you catch the pig, I'll give you 50 gold. Up it to 500. Fine. <laughs> 500 gold if you catch the pig. And the demon hunter would always catch the pig, pig and neither of us get the gold. Uh. But you're right in saying that. Thinking outside the box is not easy, but it's also that creating of memories. Like, can you imagine someone, someone in the future will say, holy shit, what do you like about BFA? There was an underwater boss. Very different. Yeah, that'd be surprising if someone said that. <laughs> yep. And it's not always the things that you like, right? I'm thinking back to, I'm forgetting the name of it, but a Misfit Pandaria raid. Um, I forget the name. There was a giant bug named Garillon, who was one of the bosses. And you basically fought underneath his body. Yeah. Like he had these yeah. gigantic, he was way up in the air and he had these gigantic legs and you had to like crowd around the legs and DPS the legs and avoid like the things he was dropping. And it was the first time that I had a raid team and my raid team were plenty good players and then a few of us myself included who were absolute shite and so and then i was the raid leader because nobody else and and that was by default because nobody else wanted to even do it so that's that's what they got stuck with and that was like game over to begin with with me as a raid leader because i don't know what the fuck is going on and i can't do any of the things that a raid leader is supposed to do like no healer cooldowns and no you know those clutch moment things like uh let's get demoralizing shout or whatever now yep. like shout now shout Save now my like, ass. you know Mogriff, run to the center <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah so that was the one boss that we could never get past in that raid and so that like it has kind of a running joke with uh, myself and a handful of others who were still raiding with us who were from that original team it was like fucking garillon <laughs> right and that's, you get so that's not a good memory by that boss yeah exactly yeah, right. so it wasn't it wasn't an, a, a nice memory but it's a fun one now and in, in yeah uh, yeah, at the time, at you wanted to, like, cut your eyes out, like, just from staring at the fucking <laughs> yeah. dog's ass all the time. But, like, now it's exactly. hilarious. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. All right, Jack, pick a thing. Uh, I'm going to jump into... Does it have to be from World of Warcraft or anything Warcraft-related? Yeah, do World of Warcraft first, and then we'll jump uh, to Classic. Yeah, because I want to talk about Classic, because I'm we'll a dick. We'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. And, okay, for, so for me, it'd probably be um, AI and BGs. That is something I actually really like the sound of in yeah. a weird way. Because I love AI yeah. games. I do the same thing as you do, Thorn. Um, I sometimes, if I'm playing a new game, I like to play against AI just to understand mechanics. I do that as a warm-up whenever I play Overwatch to gauge what my internet's like and to, to play and just kind of get warmed up. Um, I like the idea of an AI comp stomp brawl. I want to see how they're going to do that because we've already seen how AI works in... Um, the island expeditions yeah and yeah. that's really cool and when you play on something like mythic i got buggered up by this like shadow priest once and because she had a bubble and you had to like dispel it and you had to do all these other things and if you're on your own you think your face you'll fit you're actually faced on them but they're doing all that shitty annoying things that they do in pvp where someone's like constantly jumping and you're like <laughs> fuck you come here and if someone eats a noggin fogger <laughs> Sorry, elixir, hang on. they're this tiny is, this is ai in yeah AI's are like jumping about <laughs> and i nearly killed this paladin fucking lay on hands and my first thing i was like 
you're a dick. I bet you're fucking. So, you know, it's just like I was so angry. As my, my mate AI. was like, yeah, at yeah. the AI. My mate was like, what are you saying? It's like the fucking cheating, stupid fucking paladins where they lay on hands, they bubble bullshit. It's like stop raging. I'm like, I'm fucking. This is fucking crazy. I've lost three hundred resource points. It's like that's because you're shit. And I was like, <laughs> but you know, it's 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 so easy. So for me to kind of see that, I wonder how that's gonna work. Um, in BGs because there is a totally as you're saying it's the mechanical nature of it yeah. and it's the same with the underwater stuff I just want to see how the AI works in a PV like they're going to yeah. be way better it's going to be like I'd love to just see random things like the AI talking I'd love to see AI trash talking in the battleground chat that'd be great like yeah. fight at flag <laughs> in a Rafi <laughs> basin or something that would be entertaining I see I couldn't find any more information about it other than it's going to exist at some point like Thorn did you, did you watch the stream where that one happened or not I did was, I've not seen this. More info? No, they they that's basically all they talked about. Um, they just kind of mentioned it in general, um, and uh, there there was some hype around it. Um, so I, I I think that they'll you know I'm I didn't see all of the Q and A, so I don't know if maybe any questions were asked there and they expanded on it at all. Yeah. But, uh, as long but as Metsu crashed the the, the Q and A, so yeah. I, I'm not <laughs> sure anybody was paying attention to <laughs> too much else. As long as, like, you know, if you're playing against the Horde as Alliance, you get killed by an undead rogue and he starts cannibalizing you. Yeah, that's good. To that's, get back health. That would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be so happy to see that. Like, I wouldn't even be mad. I'd be like, someone's coded that in. Yep. That yeah. makes my day. So, yeah, that, for me personally, that just, I don't know. I, I don't do as much PvP as I used to, but I just like the idea of that. I like, I would like to see how that works. Kind of like the underwater map. Ed? Uh... See, I should have been thinking about... I asked you guys, and do, then I should have been thinking do, about me. Do, do, um, do, 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 I'm going to say do, do, do. the Mega Dungeon thing, which is kind of like a new big Gnomeragon to me, right? Like yeah. a double-length, bigger Gnomeragon. Diamore version 3. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the exciting thing for me is the whole thing with this, with the whole Mecha Gnomes anyway, and the more argumentation you have, the higher in society you actually are. So, like, I if you're, like, 90% metal you're probably like the king of the gnomes. <laughs> like, but, so that's, so, and basically that we're trying to help the f more fleshy gnomes get into the city. I think so, yeah. Something Damn like that. Gnomes. I'm not really sure. But all it looks like is more rep grinds because it's like new friends, like the goblins and the, the, the new gnomes and then there's like the underwater people like the, hell, who the fuck are the hellbin? I know who the Makura are, they're the crab people. And then crab CGI, but who, the, who are the crab hell bins? A hell bin. I don't know. Tastes like crab. It's like this bin with a devil tail and like <laughs> <laughs> put a trash can. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, mechanomes. I think that's going to be fun. Like uh, I'm looking forward to a, a kind of a big, long dungeon. That I think, I assume it's five man. I, yeah. I don't know. Our they, tips they are very much like Alderman. Don't die. There you go. <laughs> that's it. That's that's it for Alderman. What what do you feel about that about the mecha dungeon thing being brought in now? Um, I I I, I don't know. I um, I didn't do a ton of Nomergon back in the day, so I guess like um, I guess the thing I didn't like about it was that it was so long. Mm. Giggity. Yeah. So I, I but I you know um, I don't know that that's a bad thing. You know that's like. Uh, I mean, this one is being called a mega dungeon, right? With eight bosses, so this is definitely going to be huge again. Mm -hmm. And um, well, that's like a raid raid level. Do you reckon they're going to do it yeah. like um, 
like Stratholme, where you have different gates. So when you do Dungeon Finder or something, it will split it into wings. I maybe. I guess not, because otherwise they wouldn't call it the Mega Dungeon. I guess, I guess because yeah. you then have to do the whole thing at once. Like, I guess what I, was it? Ali mentioned it was like the like the fucking Black Rock. Was it BRD? Which or is it Ubers? Which which one was the long one? Diamond. Black Rock. No, Black Rock Depths had like upper and lower. And, and in Upper, you like had the Jenkins thing. thing. But, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about, I just don't remember which one is which, but yeah. No, I can't remember. And I literally Sorry, listened Ali. to <laughs> Warcast earlier this morning, and they talked about it then as well, and I can't remember. So, yeah, but hey. it was something in Blackrock Mountain. Yeah. Yeah, one of them. One All of those, I think, were long. But one of them in particular yeah. was very long. Yeah. But they were cool. I liked that. Yeah, to, like, those, they were so long, gigging. For fuck's sake! There's so many good angry I love it. It's so girthy. <laughs> I just put it out there now. That you also had to do those attunement quests as well, which meant that everything so like yeah. which kind of colourfully, I guess, bounces us onto classic, maybe? Yeah, let's do that, because we're talking about classic stuff. So um we're gonna skip through everything because there's a fuckload to talk about, <laughs> so we may as well just pick the choice ones. My favourite thing is the fact that we don't have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> tell, like, tell the listeners what you mean surprise. by that. Okay, it's included with your existing WoW subscription. Yay! Hey! Which is you can the have your cake and eat it too. Ever. So shut the fuck up, you classic <laughs> exactly. whiners! I was Jesus like, Christ! I want to play this, <laughs> but I was like, I'm not gonna pay for it probably. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, a big bunch of those people are going to go there for their nostalgic bite. They're going to realise that they have 15 ranks of the same shitty smite spell yeah. and how much fucking micromanaging it is. And then they're going to be like, actually, shit, I like the retail version. Let's go back. Uh, some people will dip in and out of it. They'll be like, oh, you know, I'm working on this hunter and it's just to escape the main game. Everyone's done their raiding. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of my guild. I love them in pieces, but I need some time. Let's go on my hunter and kill people at level 19. Um, so there is that sort of side of it. Um, but you're totally right. I think that being a part of the WoW subscription, much like Destiny 2 being made free, mm-hmm. it's opened up so many doors. And like I've Morgan got Destiny 2 and he's never played it. it. It's so so good. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And of course, I'm technically part of... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Blood of the Scribe, your your group on that, but I haven't actually done anything. Like, I got invited yeah. to the guild, I played a few games, and I haven't touched it since. Sure, by the, just the being... Destiny 2 Blood of the Scribe clan that it just has uh, a handful of people in it. I think there's like, honestly, I think there's like 50 people in it, but there's only like 10 to 12 like active, I think. Right, right. Wait, so hang on. Can you do, is it a cross realm? Because is there a US thing or not? Because, like, obviously, in Warcraft, we can't join your guild because you're on US servers, not, right? Yeah. Are there are but, there regional servers for Destiny 2? I'm not even sure that there are. I don't know, because I, I managed I to join your are. thing, and I don't know how that worked. I didn't question it. Hmm. But I was like, it's worked. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know that there that there are. But I, I think that the point about Wild Classic being inclu- included in the subscription, I think, was is a key piece. And I, I also want to soften my phrasing from before. I, I'm joking, but... The people who aren't familiar with this ongoing joke that I have with some of my raid team, where some of them are big classic fans, I give them shit constantly about this because I just—it's <laughs> fun to tease them. I don't have anything against people who are who are um, all about the classic. If that's what is fun to you, fucking go for it. Um, but uh, and, and I don't think they're whiners, so I just want to—I want to—I want to <laughs> soften my phrasing from before. Just backtracking uh, out a of context. Bit, yeah, yeah, I'm out of context. I'm used to like being with you know the group that I joke with this oh, about, yeah. but I think it probably comes off as a little harsh otherwise. Because like, I feel like these are games after all, so play what's fucking fun for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. At the end of the day, isn't it? That's that's why we do this because it's fun. 
and now I we just get access to this as a as part of our subscription, yeah. which is which is bitchin', um, and yeah. you can play it right now, right? Well, if you've got the ticket, virtual or otherwise. If you got the virtual ticket, you get to play a demo of it, which is from levels 14 to 19, so you can kind of test how it's going, give them feedback. So one of the biggest feedbacks recently was the whole world sharding thing. They said, no, you need to take away world sharding for Classic. It's not how that works on that stamp because they want the world to feel as full as possible and sharding for that just doesn't work. And there's lots of hullabaloo because you will have, like I said, that 5-10% who are given shit. But um, it did give people a taster. However, that demo will stop after a time. And the full game is going to be released in summer of next year, which I think is actually quite early. Yeah. But the weird story about it, so how I looked at it was I was fascinated with the private servers and how they used to run it. And the Stalrius team were very famous for creating a very successful uh, private server for Classic that was apparently wildly popular. And when they were told to cease and desist, they actually then cooperated with them was like we'll help us get a leap on this and then we'll put our own blizzard flares on it so we know things that we're going to watch out for things that mechanically cannot work anymore just because Mm. it doesn't exist anymore um so i mean that's why i whenever i've talked about it previously on our shows um i've talked about the logistical side of it bringing back something which is old and making it work having that feel which people want so like loads of people are going to be there because they want to do the thing like taming your pet feeding your pet having to buy arrows, having to do all the nonchalant bullshit because you know that it's hard, but then there's also a um, there's a, a feeling of, you know, earning it instead of somebody giving it to you on a plate. And I don't think that current WoW really gives you much on a plate, but they liked that aspect of the game, which was so nails. Like if you've got this particular item, you're the only person on that server to have that item. It's basically a massive willy waving contest. <laughs> and most yeah. of those are people who, you know, don't have much else in their life, but want that willy waving contest because that was a part of their life that when they were growing up, that was their kind of safe space. And, and that's why I feel like people will come back to the game because of that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like yeah I, I know, a, I know a guy who refuses to play as of, I think cataclysm because he just didn't like the things that we took to be quality of life changes that improve the game. He saw as a detriment instead yeah. and thought like, Oh, okay. that's just, it's kind of like when, um, if you played any of the old Heroes of the Storm, you had to earn things like your like advanced skins, like your like kind of master level skin for your for any of the heroes. You, you can just buy those now. Like that's yeah. that's stuff that you used to yeah. have to work your ass off for and get yeah. to a certain level. And like, so there's people who I'm sure when that change was made looked at it and said, "Man, fuck that! I had to work really hard on that, and everybody just gets it. What the hell?" Yeah. And like, there's a there's a mindset a mindset change. It's right? like being now in wow you just get a mount right but you used to have yeah. to work your fucking ass off to get any kind of mount and then you get people like paladins and warlocks they've got a free fucking epic well, mount no you had to get your guild together as a warlock to yeah, get yeah, your yeah, fucking yeah. mount and that was nails because everyone's like i don't want to do it i have to go all the way out to fucking barons and we have to do all this extra shit yeah but that was it or for me personally what i want to do like um having been a priest main I wanted to get anathema again so that means I have to gear up go to molten core do all of that bullshit get fire resist gear (laughs) yeah oh Christ and then once you've done all of that you can then do the side quest because you need to get like two components one from like Nazjormo or whatever the guy's name the big lizard guy who's that no Executus oh yeah I can't do a deep enough voice. I don't, it doesn't work for me. Like you, you're both men with better beards than me. You could probably do a better, better Ragnaros. But yeah, there is that. But what I also think is quite nice that they've done it with the subscription. I have a weird feeling that when people start coming back to play classic, 
they'll hop back into the main retail game and it might bring some people back. So they're like, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Or actually, hey, they're all playing because I've got everyone on Battle.net and I've started playing again. That might have an opposite effect. I think the the biggest like stubborn guy that I know, I'm going to buy him a couple months of subscription and just say, look, <laughs> WoW Classic is out there. You can go back to your roots. Just jump in and try it out. Feel good about how things used to be. The first couple months around me, just, you know, but only the first it. taste is free. <laughs> <laughs> you got to work for the rest. <laughs> there you go. And I think what's interesting is that they will still have things like the opening of the gates of Anchorage or AQ and things Stage like that. Stage content, yeah. It's gonna, I don't, we don't know exactly what they're going to do or how they're going to do it. But That'd be bitching. It, it's, it, I think it's cool. I think it's going to be, because they're starting on like 1.12, technically it's that, but also this other stuff that happened in and around before, during and after that, they're still going to have the events le- leading up to it, which I think is great. Except I, the limit is it only goes up to before the Burning Crusade, which yeah. obviously makes sense because that still exists. I hope they stagger it as well because it's going to take fucking ages to get to 60. Like, it took me months. And, oh, yeah. and you know, first I was a mage, then I was a rogue, and then at 55 I decided to jump the gun and become a death knight. Then I realised I didn't want to do that after doing all of Naxxramas, which was great fun, and that was my first raiding experience. And then I jumped down to Warlock, did that again, and I went straight on to Priest. So I ended up, like, in Wrath, I ended up, like, levelling three mains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nailed! Wow. <sighs> I don't know yeah, why I did that. 70 to 80 in, in Wrath was a long way... <laughs> That hurt. Very far. Although it did create like those horrible memories and nice memories. Like I still have, I got the collector's edition of uh, Wrath and you get this beautiful CD with the soundtrack. And because I was, I had it in my shitty Peugeot 106 that had only a CD player and I didn't have like a USB thing or anything. So that was the first and only CD I had for this entire winter. And it was perfect. <laughs> so like for me at college, which is, I guess, high school. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That sort of time. Like when we you're were... like, 16 to 18 basically yeah okay. so during that entire time of wrath whilst that was going i still have very fond memories of just driving along like a, a winter night listening to howling fjord music in my car it's such a oh, weird hell yeah perfect yeah, oh, yeah so awesome i love those so yeah they were horrible Grizzly zones <laughs> but good oh, memories it. it's just such a pretty zone it, that's why i think that's why i like um Tyrkad sound quite a lot because it just it reminds me of how like grizzly hills looked that was fucking awesome hmm Oh, so beautiful. We did a podcast once where we were both literally stuck in Tiragard Sound. Sorry, pork scratchings. <laughs> crunch, 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 crunch. Um, we can see the entire vista mm. and boats going out of port, coming in. It was absolutely beautiful. Warcraft 3 Reforged, talking of beautiful things. Now, I didn't play the original Warcraft 3 much. What? I know. I did not either. This is all you, Ed. Really? Oh. Yeah, I'm not oh, alone. God. Well, you guys suck. Okay. I, I watched the <laughs> cinematics to understand how the story worked because my friend, like my stepbrother, before I even touched Warcraft, used to play it religiously. Mm. And I used to take the piss out of him mercifully. Like, I'd be like, because he was doing this like Tree of the Ancients where it's kind of like League of Legends and you have a character. And I'd go, oh, you, you're playing on your level 20 Arthas again. And he'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, you're playing level 20 Arthas. Kick ass. Nice. <laughs> nice moves. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Anecdotes. So to the I Guinness. did actually I play Warcraft Two. That was the first. That was my first introduction to yes. like way way back when uh, orcs and humans or whatever was. That yes, the that was one? the first yeah, one. I first think. one. Anyway, whatever the second one was. And then um, Tides of Darkness. And then yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 
Warcraft 3, I spent a lot of time playing. Like, there was a mate of mine that also had it, and we'd, we'd play, play that together and stuff as well. And that was... I, and honestly, the campaign in that is incredible. I'm really, really interested to see what they do with this. And I think what's going to happen is I'm going to be frustrated that they don't have a new engine for WoW. Because... You cut out there. Isis, they don't have what? A new uh, game engine for WoW. Because we're ah. still on the same engine that we had from 2004 or whatever it was with slight tweaks and new textures, but it's the same. And yet they've basically started from scratch with Warcraft 3 and we're going to get who knows what. If, if Warcraft 3 Reforged looks better than World of Warcraft, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of angry people. <laughs> I think it will. I think it really will. I think it's going to be different, but I think it's going to look very, very good. And the thing that's exciting is... The meat wagon mount. Now you guys wouldn't have played <laughs> using the meat wagon, but literally it's like the undead had it as like an assault thing, and it literally it had to harvest dead bodies to be able to fire things <laughs> as a catapult. And apparently the mount that you get with the special edition is a working meat wagon mount in WoW. Awesome. <laughs> so so you can grind up yeah. critters. I I feel I guess so, PETA yeah. or what's whatever that faction in Wrath <laughs> yeah. was. They used to like hate you if you killed elk or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be on your ass so so quick. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's gonna be fun. We'll see. I'd like to see what they do with it because they're adding all the multiplayer stuff in as well. Updated. I'd be astounded if they don't have some kind of esports. I mean, for this. look what's been done with that engine, right? The Warcraft 3 yeah. engine spawned Dota 2, spawned League of Legends. Yeah. yeah. It's now spawned Heroes of the Storm, obviously. That engine was strong and really good. Yeah. And look at look it up. Like, Heroes of the Storm, it's a MOBA, but it is a gorgeous MOBA. Like, that game oh, is yeah. beautiful. It's, it's fantastic. Um, the one where you have to go around the gardens catching all the spores or whatever. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I forgot what the map is. But it's... it's and you, you make this gigantic shamble monster near the end of it if you yep. collect enough seeds is it you connect collect seeds yep that's so beautiful because they did like a, a day and a nighttime version um, that's not to detract away from the warcrafty three-ness but apparently it also says includes reign of chaos and the throes and throne nice yeah now so, so that was so what it was warcraft three reign of chaos and then it was frozen throne the expansion and frozen throne is what leads us to wrath of the lich king are they going to redo all the cinematics because all of them yeah. I want to see the Lorder on cinematic immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing, my son? Succeeding you, <laughs> father. <laughs> oh, my God. Fanboy. Yeah. Beautiful. You haven't played it. No, I, no, this is the thing. <laughs> I used to watch a lot of the cinematics because I love the lore. Mm. So as much as I didn't play the game, I knew the story off by heart, like Sylvanas' reign, because I was like a diehard undead fan. Mm. And you, know, you can sit in um, the throne room, or you can't anymore, thanks, Sylvanas. Yeah, right. Um in the throne room and if you put the ambient up to max you could hear the echoes of the past and as you go out of the undercity there's still dead petals on the ground from when they were sprinkled from above when Arthur's when Arthur's comes to the uh, city wow everything's there the bell yeah, is fallen cool. and crumpled all those old things were there from Warcraft 3 I so that from shit. that cinematic even a little blood trail from when the crown falls off the throne when yeah. Terranus gets stabbed there's a little trail of blood where the crown rolls it's still there in game as a game asset. It's incredible. That's awesome. Work. It's so wicked. Like I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm, de I'm, I will definitely end up getting it. I probably won't bother with the meat wagon mount, but hey, um, I'm curious <laughs> to how see how the prices translate for us.
because it's 30 to 40 dollars depending on which version you get in america if it's 30 to 40 pounds that's quite steep really because it should probably be like it's like one one and a half dollar to a pound they don't usually so, just do a direct they, they usually no, they don't. normally blizzard are really good at it so for us it's like 10 10 pounds a month for the subscription and it's what 15 dollars for you right yep yeah, so so it should it should be pretty reasonable. Um, okay. But I, I yeah, I, I think it's impressive what they've done with this. And actually, you could probably have guessed this was coming because they've done a few little things in the background, like they had that championship for Warcraft three for no apparent reason, <laughs> like a few months back, and it was like it's so cool mm, when they do those things, man. They're doing sneaky stuff. Anyway, unfortunately, what didn't happen was we didn't get a Diablo 2 remaster, which apparently was what everybody wanted. We ended up with a mobile game. Diablo and Mortal... What? Do you not all have mobile phones? <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that oh, there. Oh, God. I'll... Such a meme. <laughs> Jesus. Insta I felt meme. so guilty watching that video, man. Bless him. Honestly, that was brutal. It was a shit show, unfortunately. And what, I'm you should fill, fill the listeners in on what happened because, like, if you're not up on your Blizzard, if you weren't following this stuff, yeah. it's you might not understand what's going on with this. Yeah. So there was a big hype up to come with the new Diablo game. So everyone's been waiting for Diablo Four, um, and there are still those diehard Diablo fans that years and years they're still rolling out the seasonals. I did a seasonal a few months ago, and there's still a massive player base, and they are so psyched for a new Diablo game. And I guess you could say, weirdly enough, it wasn't Blizzard that were hyping it, but it was a fan-hyped thing. They were thinking, oh, it's got to be the new Diablo. It's going to happen. It's one of the biggest things. And then when they came out, they said Diablo Immortal, but it didn't say Diablo 4. And when you looked at the chat, because I, I couldn't actually, I couldn't update whilst I was travelling, but I could see all the chat that was coming through. And a lot of the chat was saying, "What? wait, wait, hang on a second. I didn't see a number. What's going on? And when um, I've, I've forgotten the chap's name because I'm not as ingrained. But when he got onto the stage to describe what Diablo Immortal was to be a, a mobile game, maybe you could actually help me out a little bit more, Thorne. You might actually know. Well, I, I think you know more than me on this subject. But he basically said it's going to be a mobile game. It's new game in development. And a lot of people started booing. And instead of him just going, I know maybe it's not what you guys would have expected, but we honestly think this is going to bring more people to the franchise. And, you know, we're working on something a bit different also in the wings because that's usually what they do to defuse it. But instead, the man said, what, do you not all have mobile phones? Is like a quip. Yeah. But he was saying it in a nice way, like saying that's a normal yeah. thing to have. It backfired a little bit because the community are there where they're all like, oh, you're just pissing on us and... I don't know. I, I felt like he he didn't mean it in the way he said it. Um, of course he doesn't. He just wants to... They just want to really make good games for everyone. And to have a kick-ass mobile game from Blizzard, like Hearthstone, I see people who don't know anything about WoW playing Hearthstone on the tube or yeah. on the train. Um, so I can't wait to see what this happens and how this works. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a bit of a bummer to kind of see that reaction. How did you feel about that? So the... Uh, I, I don't have a lot of stock in the, the Diablo franchise. I am a fan yeah. of it. I think the art is spectacular. The music mm. is spectacular. The lore is amazing. All the things you would expect from a Blizzard IP. Um, I don't follow it as closely. The very first one I ever played was Diablo 3. That's how late I was to the game on all this stuff, literally. Um, and and like a few years into it even. It wasn't even at launch. So um, I got the better version of Diablo 3 after all the bugs were worked out and yeah, uh, yeah. all the bullshit that they tried to do to begin with. And like, <laughs> it just... It, so all of that stuff aside, I don't have a horse in this race. I don't have a skin in the game on this one. Other than 
I am a huge Blizzard fanboy. I want them to succeed. I fucking own stock in the company because I love them so much. Um, so obviously, <laughs> I want my stock to go up, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, right. that's as much as I care about the, the two shares that I own. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not a 40% shareholder or something like that. Right. <laughs> but, um, but in as much as I want them to succeed, I see things like this, and I can't help but think of it from two different perspectives, right? There's the business side. I'm smacking my microphone here. There's the business side <laughs> and there's the player base side. And yeah. every game developer, especially the blue chip big ones, they ha they struggle with this. It's um, think of the ongoing jokes about something like EA or Bethesda or whatever. And like how they always joke about like, oh, what's what's the latest unfinished game that you're releasing to all of us <laughs> right now? Right. And then you see yeah. all of the screenshots of like half finished faces that like rendered incorrectly. And you see like these fucked up like eyeballs with no <laughs> face skin over it. And like um, um, one of the what's pirate themed. I forget what it's even called. The, the point was tons of these developers constantly get away with in as much as you can get away with um, in this modern society with unfinished stuff. Damn and that's guy. Exactly. There you go. Oh, my God. What an example. So. You know, there's there's all of that going on, and when it comes I to, I, I've heard it's actually a pretty good game. It's just that yeah, it's, it was overhyped, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. same sort of thing. And when it comes to something like Blizzard, um, the the thing that has endeared me so deeply to Blizzard is that they care enough to really put in the time and the work and the resources to get these things done. I, I don't. Yeah. It's hard to really fault them for player induced hype especially when I know the sources of the hype because we were covering them on the show as they happened. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a, a variety of these different things that we as the fan base decided to just really blow up and make as, you know, it's going to be Diablo 4 or it's going to be something close to that. Well, how the hell do you live up to that hype if that's not what you were working on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, great. totally with you. Totally with you. So there's, there's I, a difficulty, right? And there's, I think where they failed in all of this is the PR side. And I, and I feel, and I don't want to put it all on one department because it's hardly all that at all. Forgive me, Blizzard PR department. I think you're doing a hell of a job. It's really <laughs> difficult, especially with all these IPs. But I think the, the reality of it is, is you have to have your finger on the pulse of the community. You have to understand what's going on. You have to be listening to shows like ours. You have to be hearing what's going on. And I don't mean having somebody covering it. I mean, actually understanding. And, and, and that's no easy task, by the way. That's no, not an easy yeah, thing to no, do. No, not at all. But you have to understand the pulse of what's going on, and you have to be able to understand how to deal with it when you know what's in the development pipeline, because that's secure information that we don't have. Yeah. We're not going to know. We all think it's D4. We all think it's going to be, at the very least, a remaster of one of the, uh, the other games or something like that, because that's been the trend recently. There's all these signs that point to things, and there's all these signs that point to more Diablo stuff. R literal job listings talking about a Diablo-type game that a dungeon runner and loot collector kind of thing. like come on it's over the top obvious that you're working on something diablo related yeah and and with this many sleuths out there we're gonna hype it up right so it's, and it's the job etc exactly right so it's it next to impossible for them to derail the hype train but they could have done a much better job at managing it because it's all out there it's all in the public it's on the forums it's in the posts it's in the, it's on shows like ours you hear about all this stuff. It's all readily available. You can get, put your finger on the pulse of these things and, and kind of figure out how to get ahead of it. You don't put one of your head devs out there and leave them out to, to dry. Yeah. And then, you'd, and then further, 
like the worst part about it was the the what's next panel was just right after that and then the q a later on like oh, they yeah. just they didn't adjust even in real time to to handle it for the from the q a perspective and that's why you get like it, the one guy who asked like is this you know is this some sort of off-season april fool's joke like that's yeah. pretty rude but at the same time it's also what a lot of people are thinking so back to the two mindsets right there's the game the game player side the fan side and then there's the business side and i guarantee you the business side said go mobile because we're not going any further with this game give us something else that's going to make money with this ip yeah yeah period makes sense actually yeah yep and then Thank the you. fan side says, why have you stopped? We've got this thing. It's rolling. You can keep creating. There's, you can keep iterating. W give us a four. We're going to eat it up. Everybody's going to flip out. I guess what we've all been waiting for, and we're not even complaining that it's been this long because we've all seen how long it's taken in between the next iteration of this game, right? So it's about getting ahead of the hype. It's about proper PR management of these sorts of things, and it's about equipping your staff with how to handle questions like that that are hard questions that you yeah. need to know are coming. Red shirt guy is not new, my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It's, so how are they unprepared for that, you know? That's it's it's the same. It's, it kind of has its own knock-on effect also with when when Classic or the news came out. I mean, yeah, I had my own excitement. However, I also knew that the less minds that are working on the main retail version that were working on this port, which has become... It suddenly became so popular with the, the common eye. Literally, it came out of nothing because Nostarius was taken away. If they had left Nostarius to do their own bullshit, you know, private server thing, which was very successful, and they did really well, then... I don't even think this would be around, but because all the stuff happened and it just kind of had a big bomb, I reckon that they were like, well, shit, we have to deal with this because the community is demanding it. The community will not shut up about this. Therefore, we have to do something in a business standpoint. And then they have to then say, well, this is going to attract this certain audience. That's where that lucrative income comes from. It seems bad now, but because we only have to do X, Y, and Z, and it's just an old port, and we have to kind of fiddle around with a few things, the content's already there. We're not creating anything new as per se, but it will have its own knock-on effect. But you're right with Diablo, which is... You have to, especially when they're getting so big now, and of course, you know, Blizzard, Activism, Activision Blizzard, sorry. They also have other things like, um, oh God, Black Ops yep. now on their on their kind of registrar of games. There's so much that's going in. It does make you think if they have dedicated PR to each content team, kind of like, you know, hey, this is Jeff from the Overwatch team. And they've always got their, their I always feel like they really have their finger on the pulse for everything that's going on, both with fan stuff, without fan stuff, and... Yeah, they're nailing it at the moment. However, yeah, there is also like, how does that work? How do you get used to that? How do you understand your community? Here's a head fuck. It's rough. Yeah, it's rough. It's, I think you said it way more eloquently than myself. And there's um, and there's examples of them doing it right, you know? Like yes. the, the classic thing, probably not at first, it probably took them too long. But once they did yeah. take it head on, I think they did a great job. I think mm. there's, there's an example of PR and upper management taking that thing, taking... The, the bull by the horns on that one, if you will, and yeah. really taking it head on. I mean, they they took the people who were developing that private server game stuff, the people who were outright stealing their IPs that they had yeah. to send legal proceedings to, that sort of thing, and they said, listen, all right, we hear that there's a need, we understand, we see the kind of numbers you guys are pulling, clearly this is a piece that we're not addressing. Come here, come to Blizzard HQ, we're going to fly you out here, let's talk it yeah. through, let's yeah. figure it out. Right now, that came a little late in the process for a lot of people's taste, but that's an they example that. of, of of reading the tide and and acting on it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think these things take more time than people realize. Anyway, absolutely. I think that that that's the thing. I mean, we're all like, oh, 
it already exists, just release it. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Hey, guys, like, we sold off all the server blades, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, can we can have, we have those back? back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the fact is that it's actually the current game with things taken away. You don't want the Argent Dawn server blade. There's too much ERP on that thing. <laughs> you will literally get an STI from touching it. <laughs> Swear down. Goldshire in, just... Hello. <laughs> Yes. Uh, how about we move on from that? Um, Sorry, <laughs> STIs and beer and... Yeah. Right. The only thing we haven't touched even slightly is Hearthstone, but there's, I literally know fuck all about this. I know fuck the all fact about that I'm terrible. something new coming on the 4th of December. I mean, to put it in perspective, I am so shit at Hearthstone, I got my friend Phil to do the three-game win to get my mountain wow. Yeah. I'm that terrible. Yeah. And even then, yeah. it was like, how do you not know? Use this. Oh, Oh yeah, no, don't. Just step away. Just step away. You don't have to use Jaina. You don't have to use her at all. Step away. You you could have killed the main guy. You killed a tiny Murloc, and he's just put out three more. Congrats. You suck. That sounds about right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, new expansion, Rastakhan's Brawl, which is interesting because yeah. I've heard story things about Rastakhan uh, in the WoW things with the Alliance side. We haven't touched Tides of War yet, but I'll talk about this minorly because we are getting on. But I also find this interesting with the underwater raid um, mm. is that this is the first time we've got two raids that are different for the different factions, right? I mean, I think we touched on a tiny right. bit back in Wrath when we had the Colosseum. So Horde side had you had to fight against Alliance people and Alliance had to fight against Horde champions. And I loved that because you felt like you're at a, a, a joust and it felt so alive. Yeah, and you felt like in and you could buy like you could buy your faction's shirt as an undershirt that you can still buy with the champion points. It made you feel like such a part of the game and you're there almost yeah. like, you know, Goblet of Fire Triwizard Tournament, but, you know, WoW <laughs> version. Um, and it's the same thing with Tides of Vengeance. I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. And I think as kind of like a an evaluation of what we've spoken about tonight, it is very much the hold on to your hats, more information's coming. You know that this, this entire expansion is going to be a build-up to a cataclysmic end. Hashtag not cataclysm. So you will have Horde horde based stuff you'll have alliance based stuff and it is to drive that difference between the factions and bring that old love back to it I cannot wait to see what they do with it and I think that it's kind of cool that it also affects other things like we got Rastakhan's ball brawl sorry for Hearthstone but what happens to Rastakhan if something happens to him does, how does that affect Hearthstone so many questions man and honestly I, I gotta be honest I don't I don't play much of Hearthstone so I I these didn't these updates didn't, didn't mean a whole lot to me yeah. No, I mean that. Like, it's it's always installed on my phone, and I'll play like one game every couple of months, maybe, and then I forget about it, and I just don't care. <laughs> I always mean to. I think I was in the beta, even. Like, I I mean to. I used to yeah. love it. It's another one of those things where, like, with heroes, there's so many heroes that I don't know. So you, right. I don't want to go into even quick match because I don't know how to play against yeah. that type of hero. I don't know what they do. It's the same sort of thing in in Hearthstone, which was the same issue that every card game has had, right? The Magic: The Gathering. Yes. All of them have had the same issues in terms of new expansions come out, new sets of cards come out. There's the the what's the term for when the power keeps growing because the it's a newer version of a card or a a slightly different take yeah. on a card that's now yeah. more powerful yeah. than the old one and like there's all those issues with it and not the least of which is okay I've been away for a while how the fuck do I step back into this yeah in the middle right. of everything and I do find it interesting that you can play I think that level also helps if you're a low level you do work with people who have certain decks 
and it can be easier. I don't know if they're going to work that in in the future, but as I was saying, whenever I've travelled back, every now and then I'll catch someone random playing Hearthstone. And it could be like a 55-year-old dude in a pinstripe soup suit who's just kind of like you know maxing out just kind of playing this card game he doesn't know what it's about he doesn't know what the story's about he just wants to kind of play this game where you get to like shoot fireballs lay down cards and it is kind of nice that they're catering to that audience as well because it might yeah. knock on effect and also you'll have people talk about it you know like a son might say oh i know that i know what that is um and i kind of like that factor of it but you're right it is I, that's why I don't play Magic the Gathering. I'll watch my friends play, but there's no way I'm going to get into it. A, I, I, I can't afford it. Um, and B, it does look nails hard to get used to. Like, so I was like, oh, I just got this new really cool Raptor card. And when I have five different Raptors down, Pterodactyl will swoop out and kill everyone. And then I lay down this champion Raptor card and just gobbles everyone up and it works. Oh, shit, he called my Raptor. Oh, well, fuck, my deck's fucked. <laughs> How much did that deck cost? Oh, 60 pounds. All right, cool. <laughs> was that a real thing? Yeah, that was on holiday. That was fun. Or nice. when he got the wrong sleeves, he got Pokemon card sleeves instead of um, no! uh, Magic the Gathering <laughs> sleeves, and he was gutted. And they slightly different sizes. Yeah, slightly oh, different sizes, slightly different feathering. There's all these different things no! about cards I don't know. Um, and there's, of course, that epic guy who takes pictures next to butt cracks at the conventions. What? The Magic the Gathering. Yeah, that, look it That's up when, after, the, after the show's gone. It's, it's um, Magic the, the Gathering gone, kneeling the... guy. Or neckbeard guy. Yeah. It's this guy who's like doing like really kind belt. of nice little Scott kind of poses next to butt cracks <laughs> at Magic <laughs> the Gathering events. And it's bad, but it's also kind of funny. It's like a, almost like a... This is amazing. I thought I'm looking using now. Bing to search for this. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's awesome. See so, what I mean? He's like crying in one. There's like tears <laughs> in one. <laughs> but yeah I, I, yeah, I guess to wrap up my long ass winded story... Uh, I, I see the appeal in the in the uh, old Hearthstone games, but just personally, I'm just so shit at them. I don't tend to delve yeah. in. We live in a we live in a it is a great time to be alive, my friends. We have if you're talking about Blizzard games alone, there are too many IPs oh for God, yeah. four hours in a day. And that's a great that's a great problem to have. Right. Like you yeah. have to choose the Absolutely. things that you can focus on. You can't play it all and you certainly can't play it all to quality. Right. So um, and that's just the Blizzard game stuff, you know, which is yeah. just amazing you know i spent most of my vacation playing just blizzard games only and like i meant to go elsewhere i meant to play other things i mentioned the new the new old game that i got none of that matters i couldn't get away from my blizz games i am like that far in on these things that i love so much yeah. that even when they draw me back in i'm having a blast so blizzcon for the people who get to go i feel like it's it's such a wonderful thing because every single one of us who play blizzard games we have our quirks, we have our geekdom, we have our nerd nerdosity or whatever. Like we all have these little weird quirky whatever's, right? It's part of what kind of brings us all together is because yeah. we kind of all share that. Even the awkwardness, like is something that we share. You get to go there and be a part of people who are like you and that you have multiple things in common with right away. You can talk to any random person in the entirety of that convention and you know that you have things in common. Yeah. And that's like the greatest thing about it. But the other side of it is you get all this great news. You get all these developments. You get to hear about what the pipeline is, about the things that are on their way. You get to see the faces behind the, 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 the games that you love and the personalities and the, all the content creators around it, right? Which are all of yeah. us now, which is awesome. And so, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I hope you Pretty guys weird. can go next year maybe or something like that because it'd be great to, to chum it up with you there and have some of these beers in person. Absolutely. You know, be, it's something that we've been talking thing. about, but it costs easier said than done. But it is. It's... Whenever Especially you see it, like, just on your Discord alone, um, 
I was looking at the BlizzCon stuff and you see all these people behind these usernames that we talk to all the time and they're all in the same queue at yeah. different parts. And you can see them sending pictures to each other and then meeting up and yeah. doing stuff and it's just electric. That I've, I've never seen it that vibrant in that like BlizzCon. It was kind of like the build-up to BlizzCon. Everyone's like, yeah, guys, it's getting close. And then suddenly, bang. And it's just like, yeah. just And it's over already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's only two days after all. Just nuts. Like what? I think for me, I'd be worried about. I'd have to plan where I'd go or what I'd want to see because there's so much going on at any given time. Yeah, it's much easier. Look, it's much easier said than done. I'm coming from the East Coast, and I couldn't make it this year just to the West Coast of my own country. Let alone you guys coming from uh, across the pond, as it were. So, you know, I know that's much easier said than done. But I, I hope to goodness that you can make it one of these years, and that I'll be there as well, and we can we can chum it up in person. That would be oh, pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. We could stick out like sore thumbs. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> Except in that crowd, that's hard to do. Yeah, that's right, true. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. That's so true. We'd probably just be like another pair of bodies. Like, that's it. <laughs> but then, you know, we're all brought together through Blizzard Games. All of my friends, like all the people I talk to nowadays, I, I met most of my best friends I go to the pub with every Friday because a few of us, like, they were talking at high school about WoW at a table, and I bundled in, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I play priest, need a healer? Literally, that's how it started. And now they're all, like, some of my best friends are all from awesome. WoW, all of them from WoW. And I see them, of course, like, Ed. Ed got me into the game. You know, me and Ed kind of had that shared nerdy, yeah, the shared nerdiness of uh, him sending me screenshots in the middle of science and IT and stuff like that, which I near failed. Yeah, it's a miracle I got any work done at school, to be honest. <laughs> like, still managed to get away with playing that during class so yeah good times but you're right there's there is something so special about it and someone was asking me like while i was getting so excited to go home on friday and i was like i was on the train and i, I had the opening ceremony but because we go through like seven tunnels the only thing that would connect was to you guys in the uh on the on the discord channel so i was like fantastic i can at least hear their excitement yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's something so special about that so yeah so fantastically well put dude yeah honestly i'd like to one year that'd be great all right, before we wrap this up like the proper way with our Discord, Thorn, do you want to tell everybody how and where to get a hold of yourself? Sure, yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Thornbrow. Um, you can find uh, our show, Lagging Balls, uh, at laggingballs.com. Um, and you can find Lagging Balls on all of social media and all of. If you just search the words Lagging Balls, we are the only thing that comes up. Except, in, of course, if you search for image search, which I'm not sure that you should really do. Uh, Didn't someone do work. that? I swear someone did that and they were like, it wasn't kind of much. If you want to roll the dice on that, you feel free. <laughs> I bet you'll find like something to do with the new Red Dead Redemption bollock system. Like if you go to cold climates, the horses not shrink. <laughs> That'll be about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Fist and I also co-host on... Um, um, she is a regular co-host on the Convert to Raid podcast. Mm. I'm a sometimes co-host on there as well. Yeah, that's that's mostly it. Oh, I'm sorry. There's also uh, I don't know how I forgot this. I am I'm also doing a Dungeons and Dragons uh, podcast now called um, Plus Five to Hit. Um, oh my god! With uh, with a, a bunch of guys. So TBK from um, the Heroes of the Storm. Uh, uh, from sorry, from Lords of the Storm podcast. Um, uh, Jeff, formerly from the Heroes Forge podcast. From Row. Um, from his own, uh, from from um, uh, his, his variety of shows, like the, the, it's a really great crew. So, oh, that's awesome! I didn't even know you did D and D. Oh, fantastic! It's my first time actually. So, oh, um, great! It's pretty bad. Good. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'll I'll, I'll dig on in because I've been playing it for the last year and a bit. I love it. 
Yeah, we have a good time. All right, thank you for being on our show, Thorne. It's been nice to have our second guest. Thanks for having me. Gonna yeah. be an interestingly long show, I think. <laughs> so that was the show. Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at Slackers underscore studio and join our Discord at the link in the show notes. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please drop us a review if you're on iTunes or send us an email at the Slackers No, blurt fuck. <laughs> so it's, it took me like twenty minutes to find the right fucking email for this. So the Slackers mailbox at gmail.com. Boom. Uh, yes, yeah, Steve, Slacker Steve, who's the uh, our email bot, a.k.a. me but drunk. Um, I adopt a complete different, you know, I will send you text boobs. I will send you pics. Uh, just, you know, be gentle. So, yes, uh, now we have to do this stupid bit where we try and say the same sentence at the same time. Uh, so, don't, don't let, let your let boss your catch, boss you, catch slacking. you slacking. Until, Until next, next time, time, we've, we've been, been the Slackers. slackers. But wait, there's more. There's more. Here's some messages from other podcasts in the Slackersphere. Hey, Slackers, it is Frasley. Want to hear even more discussion about World of Warcraft and geeky stuff? Head on over to Frazzlecast in your local supermarket podcast app, right next to the lettuce. Each week, I talk with people from Azeroth and beyond. Hey, Slackers, Ali here. Do you enjoy Warcraft Dungeons? Ever wonder what the stories are behind them, but are just too busy slacking to look it up? I've got you covered. Check out Dungeon Fables on Google Play, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Take care and keep on slacking.